Hello, admirers of the awful, and welcome to the biggest night in the Bad Things calendar, the second annual Wilson Awards. This is the show where we celebrate the sloppy, praise the poor, and commend the crap from the year that was 2021 on this show. And my God, doesn't 2021 already feel like three lifetimes ago? I'm your host, Jacob Simmons, and in the spirit of upcoming Wilson Award nominee John Travolta, please let me introduce my co-host for these awards, Nadel Pazim, or Nathan Packham, as was. Have you seen that clip, Nathan? You're looking at me before. I have no idea what's going on. You've not seen where he goes to introducing Dina Menzel at the Oscars? Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Nadel Pazim. I'll show you afterwards. Anyway, uh, Nathan, welcome. Another Wilson. And a, a generic award salutation to you. Uh, how are you feeling? All good? I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. I, oh God, I wish there nothing to report. Of course, <laughs> the classic. Um, I had a lovely walk today. I will say mm. that. Um, In yeah. preparation for this event, yes, you to get out and stretch your legs. Southwest to southeast, mm. Tulse Hill. Norwood, where we don't live. Where we don't live. Tulse Hill, Norwood, Crystal Palace, Annerley or Anerley, I don't know how you say it. <laughs> it can't be Anerley. It can't be Anerley, it must Surely. be Annerley. Anerley. Um, how many L's? Just one. Well, that might be Anerley. That should be Anerley, I think, grammatically. Yeah. N-A... <laughs> I can't talk. A-N-E-R-L-E-Y. I'm going to say Anerley. <laughs> I live in Anerley. <laughs> Any highlights from last year's Wilsons? Well, I listened back to it and um, I'm trying... Oh, well, I mean, the deodorant was, was a highlight of last year's Wilsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, your incredible intro. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Where we, you know, went through the red carpet of everyone mm-hmm. who'd been involved. Not us, Dick, Dick Dingleton Dick- and um, <laughs> Brian Schittsberg. Name? Yeah, it's a Bad Things TV correspondent, yeah. Um, it was a shitsburg for those people on the Titanic, wasn't uh, it? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I, should, I suppose we should explain what the Wilsons actually are. Yep. There are awards for ourselves. There <laughs> are celebrating us. Um, we'll go in the rules in a second. But yeah, second, uh, second annual Wilsons. Last year we did it remotely. We're now here together in the same room. Very exciting. Uh, Let's remind ourselves of the rules of this prestigious ceremony, as I said. Rule one, only content from episodes released before the 1st of January 2022 is available. So that's the 10 main episodes of the show we did last year, 2021. Rude box in January to this Christmas in December. Mm -hmm. So Fergie and Valentine's Day don't count, which is a real shame. Rule number two, the awards categories will be randomised throughout the show, but the main event is, as always, the coveted Ultimate Bollocks Award for Ultimate Bollocks, which we'll get to later. Are we changing it to that full title? That's the, that's the, I thought that was the official title. <laughs> also known colloquially as the Ultimate Bollocks Award. And rule number three, we've each got our own special secret category that we're going to reveal later on like we did last year. And that is, I think, it, unless I've missed anything. No, that's, yep. Cool. That those are the rules. Well, those are the rules, but we have there is one more thing we need to get to before the first category. Yeah. Uh, it says here in the script, Nathan, that I have been I am to be given a mystery prop. Yes. Is it a sex toy? Uh, it's not. Can it I'm... be used as a sex toy? Um, I'd wash it, and I'd also <laughs> recommend you don't. Okay. Um, it's I'm currently staring at an so what I assume is an Amazon. Parcel. It is an Amazon parcel. I bought Boom. it. I'm hoping this is the correct thing because I haven't opened it. So I'll hand this over to you. It's for the master of ceremonies. Oh, amazing! Maybe it is a sex toy. Okay, going to open that. I mean, it's it's quite big, but that is never an indicator of the size no, of the actual. No, it's very light as well. Yeah, there is all. There's mostly air in here. Okay, I'm going to do that. Let's get the uh, ASMR. 
Oh, that's going to sound horrible. That wasn't relaxing at all. No one's fallen asleep to that. Here we go. It is mostly air. Please be the thing it should be. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think it is a sex toy. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a novelty gavel. It is a novelty gavel. That's amazing. Wow, we don't have to use some Aldi deodorant anymore. You got any scissors? Oh no, hang on. Now it undoes at the back. Which is annoying because I have actually got actual sure men deodorant this year. That would have been a massive improvement on the active that we had last time. Wow. Do you need uh, scissors or good? I think I'm alright somehow. God, it's huge. It it is. It doesn't weigh any. I think it's completely hollow. He's uh, good. The packaging has some very angry looking cartoon judges on it. I don't is know that Marley seen. and Marley? <laughs> it does look like Marley. From Marley Christmas Carol. Ooh! <laughs> Let's test it out. Let's I see. don't know, where have you got space? I don't know. That picked up. Okay, it okay. up. That'll do. Okay. Cool. Let's find <laughs> Do you want to have a feel? Do you I'll have a little feel. I reckon in time of need you could use that as a God, sex what toy. is this made of? It's very rubbery. Isn't I think it? it's just I think it's dead children, yeah. I think. Here we go. Oh yeah, that is quite. It's got a bit of. It's got a bit of uh, bounce. Well. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you for the three pounds that you spent on this, or whatever it was. Get used to hearing that sound. That's the sound we'll bang. We'll bang the sound when we've made the award, when we've made it official. Yeah. And once the gavel is down, there's no going back. There's no going back, and we can all move on with our lives. Expect this to break halfway through the episode. So, with that out of the way, unless you've got anything else to say, Nathan. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's do it. Category number one. So we have 11 awards to give out this year, and we're going to start with, I think, the same award we started with last year. Wrongen of the Year. (laughs) Now, this year's winner will have big shoes to fill, as last year's winner of this category was none other than the namesake of these awards, Patrice Wilson. Nathan, do you want to give a little summary of what this award is about, and then read off the nominees? This award is normally reserved for real people, but we had someone this year, we'll go into it in a bit, we had had a character this year that was so abhorrent (laughs) that we had to include uh, him in this as well. But yes, Wrong of the Year is an award given out to to people who are beyond the pale, um, morally ambiguous to say the least, and just generally very unwell. And um, they hurt people. Uh, hurt people hurt people (laughs) indeed the cycle continues (laughs) Uh, last year Patrice did win mainly by default because the awards are named after him but also because he was dressed in a powder costume with young girls in his room (laughs) who else was nominated Robin Thicke was nominated Robin Thicke I can't remember we should have really dug up the script from last year but never mind and the nominees this year Nathan please I think we have four the uh, we do have four yeah who the nominees are, number one, Beazle, for his entire existence as a character in Movie 43. Beazle is a animated cat. He gets in the way of Elizabeth Banks and Josh uh, Duhamel, am I saying that du- correctly? Duhamel, I think. Is how Duhamel. Uh, kissing. Uh, Beazle doesn't like Banks. He's, he's jealous. Beazle uh, is wanking over photos <laughs> of Josh um, and beats up Elizabeth Banks before urinating on her. Oh, for God's sake. When the couple are having sex, Beazle is in a, a cupboard, sodomising himself with a hairbrush and dry humping <laughs> a stuffed teddy bear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... He's nowhere to be found the next day. Uh, that's because he was in a car and he runs her over. 
uh, well, while they're out, <laughs> while they're out looking for him, and shoots her. Um, uh, but she survive. Uh, but oh my god, I can't even. I've lost words. <laughs> I completely understand. Secondly, uh, if you remember our sausage party episode, um, Greg Tiernan and the Nitrogen HR department have been nominated. Now, Greg Tiernan was he the director? One of I think. one of the directors. Um, and he introduced a system of illegal overtime, um, and there was no actual department beyond his wife. The anonymous animators went to Variety. One of them said, uh, people would go in to talk to Greg or give in their notice, and they'd be screaming about being blacklisted. They also claimed that Nitrogen Studios had no HR department, so all the complaints had to go through their line producer, a woman by the name of Nicole Stein. Do you know who Nicole Stein is, Nathan? No. She is Greg Tiernan's wife. Oh, no. A total of 36 of the 83 animators. So over, well, nearly half of the animators were were blacklisted and went uncredited in the film. I hope they're doing okay now. (laughs) Yeah, I remember one guy said that he'd been in animation for 20 years and this was the first film he'd never been on the credits for. So... This is not it's not one of those things in Hollywood where it's like, oh, you just do uncredited work. No, if you're an animator, you get credited. Uh, so, yeah, this was uh, pretty bad. Option three um, from the LMFAO episode. She was a feature on and I haven't got the track down, but she was uh, champagne showers. Was she on champagne showers? She was. She was on champagne showers. Um, it's the only thing she's really done, apart from what we're going to talk about now. This is Natalia Kills and her abuse of a contestant on The X Factor. Natalia Kills and her husband, whose name is Willie Moon. <laughs> Willie Moon Kills. Willie Moon. Um, they were used to be judges on the New Zealand version of The X Factor. Yeah, okay. Until they got kicked off the show. Together? Ma- yes, for making horrible comments about one of the contestants. Kills accused the con- one contestant, Joe Irvine, of being a copycat of Moon and called him, quote-unquote, disgusting. (laughs) Kills claims this is part of a publicity stunt and that she couldn't defend herself against the allegations due to a wide-reaching legal gagging order. And then, yeah, was just never heard from again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before you defend her, uh, she said some really horrible things about a guy on the New Zealand X-Men. I've never heard of this moon guy, so it can't have been a coffee. Obviously not, no. I mean, you're never going to forget the man whose name is Willie Moon. (laughs) (laughs) And option four uh, is everyone's favourite pop star from Burslem. It is Mr. Robbie Williams, but not him specifically. Uh, Whatever was going on chemically with his brain in the mid-2000s, this is Robbie Williams' brain uh, in 2006 talking about the song Viva Life on Mars and making absolutely no sense with the hoedown. For me, it's doing away with all I have been taught and instead of investing my faith in a Catholic religion, I decided that the fantasies on the internet are more interesting than the fantasies at the pulpit. I see it as Oh Brother Where Art Thou meets Primal Scream when they were good. There has been three World Cups since then. Is this my first ever hoedown? A few hoes have brought me down before. <laughs> What's happening? He just, just loses such train an of unwell thought. person at this point. He just lost his train of thought midway through the interview and starts talking about hoes. I don't think he did. I think he's just this was how his brain was yeah. working at the time. 
I saw an interview with him on Pop World with Alexa Chung, mm. and it's like this half flirtation, half just unwell yeah. monologue. It's it's like John Lennon times a hundred. A rogues gallery of wrongans, one and all there, including our first ever fictional wrongan yeah. nominee. I don't think as strong as last year. I don't think we re- quite got mm. into the... No. The moral abyss like we did last year. <laughs> I don't think so. I think there were far fewer people who were actually in bad places. Yeah. Like Robin Thicke, uh, Patrice Wilson. <laughs> Should we just make Robin Thicke win that award <laughs> instead? So, yeah. Who do we think is going to win it? Um, that's basically, how this is going to work is we're going to talk about... The, all of the awards we're going to nominate. Uh, we're going to come up with who we think should win it, and then I shall bang the novelty gavel, and that will decide who the winner is. So, Beazle, Greg Tiernan, and the Nitrogen HR Department, Natalia Kills, and Robin Williams' brain in 2006. <laughs> well, I mean, start with Beazle. Your least favourite My Just thing. one of the least favourite things we've ever done on this podcast, really. Um, he was a disgusting character. Mm-hmm. He ruined the domestic bliss um, of... Oh, God, who was in that? Elizabeth section? Banks. Elizabeth Banks was in it. Who Josh was the Duhamel. guy? Josh Duhamel. <laughs> Great memory for me. Um, <laughs> this, he was ru- a, this was a bonus scene as well. It was a bonus scene. Not even in the main movie. He um, he was ruining their domestic bliss by being an absolute shit. Uh, he then sodomised himself oh. at one point with, <laughs> so I think, bad. a hairdryer. Hairbrush. Hairbrush, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he, yeah, he... And he, he played up to the innocence of young children as well <laughs> uh, when uh, Elizabeth Banks was beating him up. Mm-hmm. And um, he was the ultimate stain on what was one of the biggest stains of the podcast this year, Movie 43. tried to kill Elizabeth Banks. Who, he, who doesn't deserve to die. No, who was good in that film about Brian Wilson that I haven't seen. Um, yeah, I can't really disagree <laughs> with that. The only thing I would say about Beazle is, he is up, he's up again later... He is up again In a, maybe a more apt category, yeah. I would say. Because uh, as you said, this is usually reserved for real people, but he was so abhorrent. And I agree he was abhorrent, but I do wonder if maybe we should save him for another category later. I'm happy to do that, okay. yeah. I think the three real people. Um, I mean, in terms of actual like legal wrongness, it's obviously Greg and the HR department, who, or, a.k.a. his wife. Who forced all the animators to work overtime to finish a film that was not worth it in the end. Um, Natalia Kills and her husband, I think um, we've probably heard it in the clip, his, her husband's name, Willie Moon. Willie Moon. <laughs> Obviously she was, she, was, she was horrible. She was horrible, but it was kind of only horrible to one person. Uh, yeah, I don't think strong obviously enough not, for Kills no, to win. No, obviously bad, but not bad enough. And Robbie Williams' brain... This is hard because he's obviously in a much better place now. Yeah. At the time, though, I would have been afraid. <laughs> like, I feel similar sort of vibes to how I feel about Kanye West now. Like, could go one of two ways. Have you heard the Buxton that Robbie Williams was on? Yes. Uh, where he talks about the fact he would eat, like, 12 cream eggs for dinner <laughs> in 2006. <laughs> I think I was doing that in 2006, but that's because I was nine and Robbie Williams was in his mid-30s. <laughs> So yeah, uh, it's thing. It's between Robbie's brain and the, the the HR department. As far as we know, Robbie's behaviour only affected him. And what's his guy? What's the guy's name? Guy Chambers. Guy but Chambers. that was a professional decision. Yeah. Okay. So it has to be Greg. 
I think in terms of sheer number of people harmed. Yeah. I mean, the Robbie Williams one is objectively funnier. I think there's not really much to laugh at with a with a crooked HR department in an animation studio. But I mean, if we're going to dole out some justice, and this company doesn't exist anymore, so we're not going to get sued if we give them the award. Yeah, I think I'm good to go with Greg. You've got the you've got the gavel as Shall well. Shall I bang the Marley and Marley gavel? Yeah. Okay, here we go. For the first time, it's in the books. The winner of Wrongman of the Year, Greg Tiernan and the Nitrogen HR Department. Congratulations. It's right. Right, one award down and some more to go. Ten, I believe. <laughs> some more. I don't know. Uh, so let's shimmy right on into the next one is what I've written here so let's shimmy Uh, worst song now obviously we do a podcast called Bad Things so we hear a lot of shit music and this is the 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 cream of the crop the the shit of the shit last year won by perhaps a little unfairly in the benefit of hindsight Owen Quigg with 28,000 friends how um, did Tippy Toe? What did we do last year? I don't I think I pushed for 28,000 friends I don't really know why because it wasn't... Do you like it now? No, I don't. I'm never going to like it. Anyway, just don't, explain. Don't send an email, let me touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst lines I've ever heard. Tippy Toes is a Robin Thicke song, just for anyone mm. who's unaware, and it was dreadful. We have... I don't, how many have we got? Eight, quite a few, yeah. And who, we need to find out who's going to be Owen's successor. And we just talked about him, Robbie Williams. What was his brain pumping out in 2006? We've got two here from Rudebox. First of all, we had this bollocks. This is Keith Free bollocks. Not really, not really a lot more to say. One of the worst lines I've ever heard in a song here, or worst couple of lines. Got no strings, but I think with my ding-a-ling-a-ling, can't sing, can't speak, ting-tongs-tong-ting. Shut up and let me go is how I'd respond to that because it sounds a bit like the Ting Tings. It does, yeah. Um, Stop saying ding-a-ling, Robbie. (laughs) Stop saying... You're not Chuck Berry. You don't go get away with it. My new favourite word, Nathan, is uh, ding-a-ding-dong-dong-a-dong. What is this? This is this is nonsense. Then there was this, the song that got two zero star ratings from me and Nathan. It's Dickhead. Those were the dulcet tones there of MC Tofty. Um, I've got a book of shit. Oh yeah, I've got a book of shit. What is the point of this? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Bursts in out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm gonna book it a shit. <laughs> Bursts in out of nowhere, and that is never heard from again by anyone in the music industry. I'm, this is it. Like, I'm assuming this song is kind of set in a nightclub. Someone has brought a bucket of shit to pop <laughs> Next up is our sole female entrant for this award. It's Victoria Beckham and her really boring love song. I owe you. The line, hold me like a baby. That's when I suddenly I understand. I've just got <laughs> images of David Beckham just sort of cradling Victoria. Am I allowed to say Patrice here? 
<laughs> no. There is a clip of her performing this, and I think she may have been performing it live on Parkinson. Wow. And I never could repay that look and see in your eyes. I could save up all my kisses to the end of time. So to pledge myself to you would be no sacrifice on my love. Could it get any more early 2000s than Victoria Beckham and Michael Parkinson? This is a double now from LMFAO, double being very appropriate for the title of this next one. I'm only just getting over the migraine from this song. This is Shots. Nathan, have you got an ibuprofen? Because I really need one after this track. Oh this... god, I thought you were actually asking No, no, I'm doing a bit. Oh, okay. um, this, I have, like... <laughs> Just thinking about this song gives me a headache. If you ain't taking shots, get the fuck out of the club. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get rid of that one. Yeah. yeah. And make a little note. Under ten shots in my life. <laughs> if you ain't come to party, get the fuck out of the club. I'm going to cross that out and say, I like to party for an hour. <laughs> and then leave. Also, if you ain't here to party, why are you in the club in the first place? That is a good point. Yeah. Someone's parent? Yeah. Like... Oh, God, the chaperone. The chaperone. Oh, God. I want the out in five... Oh, no. Out in five minutes. Is it the Pokemon music? I wish. Unfortunately, it's LMFAO again with Take It to the Hole. First thing to, uh-huh. much like our confusion with Rubox, what does taking it to the hole involve? I looked this up. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a phrase in basketball. If okay. you take it to the hole, it means you take it to the basket. Right. Okay. Although, in this context, it's absolutely talking about sex. Firstly, which hole? Secondly, what are you taking to the hole? And thirdly, why are you taking it anywhere? Surely it's already there. And like taking implies that it's not attached to you. What, like, what? Just, it just doesn't work. You ever heard the song "Detachable Penis"? <laughs> of course, a. Of course, there's a song called "Detachable Penis," and of course, you know about it. Around the same time as this album was released, I used to search for the word "penis" in Spotify <laughs> just to see what would come up. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. The instrumental, like the beat. Sounds exactly like the music in Pokemon when a wild Pokemon battles you. <laughs> and I'll do a side by side. These here. anecdotes today. Finally, with the hat trick, it's all three of the songs from Titanic The Legend Goes On. It's Holding Me. What do you think of the song? Is this where the, the aesthetic is this where Dua Lipa got her inspiration for the We're Good video? Because that's sort of set on the Titanic, isn't it? Yeah. And she's in a. She's the sort of. She's in a dress. The, the flapper singer sort of gear. Yeah. Um, we'd have to ask her. I, I, I'm sure she's a massive fan. Um, the, the, the song, song itself. Yeah. Um, hold me, never let me go. Anyway. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's rough. It's really rough. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's someone heard My Heart Will Go On once and tried to copy it. Can you do that? I want to hear you do the chorus. Hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. 
I can't remember the words. Party time. It's party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Party time. This is a rap performed by Fritz the dog and a mixture of animals playing instruments and dancing. This is kind of the thing that I think we sold this film yeah. on, right? The rapping dog. The reason it's won the poll. Yeah, the yeah. rapping dog. And I think we've just played a clip of it there. Fucking hell. Like... I, I don't mean, even the historical know. inaccuracy, first of all. What did you think of the actual rap? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> really? Yeah, kind of. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a kid's film, despite Is the it? horrors. Yeah. It's fun. It was in my head. It's obviously horrible, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's, it's novelty. Okay, okay. So, you were not a fan? No. Well, I wasn't a fan, yeah, but, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to find something. It's like, it's like early 80s hip-hop, and he's like... I'm busting a move and now I'm busting a rhyme. Get to get together and it's party time. I sort of want uh, an extra bad of you just singing that song for a couple of minutes. And mucho gusto. Nathan, your favourite song. Yeah. Uh, Want to talk us through the gimmick of this song? So, it's the the Mexican rodents. They're all having a party. The Mexican rodents. Uh, there's not really in much context. We, we get an Ariba, of course. Oh, God. Um, I've put in my notes, is that okay? <laughs> um, there's the line, dance off... No. Um, <laughs> uh, dance off your dancing shoes dose. Right. Well, they would wear two shoes... <laughs> Which does make sense. So the gim- the gimmick of this song is basically they change words to rhyme with gusto. Right. So it's not shoes dose, it's shoesto. Okay. Oh, is it not? No, oh, okay. it's like, if you're feeling blue sto, oh, there's something you can do sto. Put on your dancing shoe sto. Dose. <laughs> and everything will be mucho gusto. Hey. What a... Now that's what I call CD of crap. It's always going to be our biggest category, mm. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Although last year, Best Song had quite a few in it. Yeah. And again, I think we've had some good ones this year. We're but... going to let them down on Best Song <laughs> this year. So let's, let's say we got two from Robbie, two from LMFAO, three from Titanic and one from Vicky. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's get Titanic out of the way. Yeah. Um, okay. So the worst song from a wrongen perspective is obviously Mucho Gusto, <laughs> but it's also the best song. I disagree. Is party time the best? No, song? the best for me is holding oh, me. You sappy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the one that I like was the would have been the best song outside of the film. Yeah. Imagine turning on the radio and party time comes on. <laughs> I don't think any of the Titanic songs. I mean, they're they're bad. Don't yeah, get me I wrong. can roll with that. I don't think any of them should win. I mean, it, it's. I think. I think it's going to be. Well, let's go. Let's do LMFAO first. Um, Take it to the hole. I think is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. <laughs> just so asinine and immature and grating. The beat was just doing absolutely nothing for me, and it was it was like five minutes long as well. It went on for so long. Um, once once again, on a wider scale, Take It to the Hole is worse for for me personally. Shots is worse. I, I think in terms of, again, of wrong ness yeah. Yeah. And people's relationship with alcohol. And also Lil John. <laughs> what is he good for? Why? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Uh, that is a, ba- is a bad one. Um, I think for you, you said that Shots was like a, you had heard it in clubs. Yeah. I could yeah. imagine that being incredibly annoying. Yeah, and it would then facilitate, you know, oh, debauchery. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which you had no part of. No part of. Not at all. Uh, IOU? Not bad. Like the worst song on the album, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's the worst thing we've done this year. It was just boring. Yeah. Not even a performance on Parkinson could say. And I actually think I listened back to the episode. The studio version is so much. It's on here because of the Parkinson performance. <laughs> it is so out of key. It's unbelievable. I mean, fair play for uh, for doing it live, but I'd forgotten just how out of key mm. that performance is. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, there isn't a key. There's no key to be in <laughs> in the first place. Um, that Yeah, but like you said, it's just dull, isn't it? Like, it's, mm. it's ploddy. It doesn't really say anything or go anywhere, but inoffensive. Mm. So I agree. I don't a song think... of love. It is, yeah, for a man with a mohawk. <laughs> and Robbie, keep on... Was bad too. The, the Ting Tongs, Ting Tong, whatever it was, didn't make any sense. Lily Allen was there talking about her dad for some reason. Oh, yeah. She, uncredited. Uncredited Lily Allen was there. It was just, it was nonsense on an album that was already full of nonsense. I actually think maybe we should have nominated the 80s because that was a shocking <laughs> song. The 80s was bad. What was it? Auntie Joe died of cancer. <laughs> Rhythm is a dancer. Fingered her on Tuesday. That was bad too. Um, but I... <sighs> it, it's obvious. It's it? the two zero. We, gave, we both gave it zero. I mean, only been three zero star ratings in the history of this mm-hmm. podcast. It isn't a song, Nathan. <laughs> it's the mad ramblings of a man on cocaine and cream eggs. <laughs> And a man called was it DJ Tofty? DJ yeah, DJ, DJ to the motherfucking <laughs> DJ T to the motherfucking Ofty. To the motherfucking Ofty, the man with no other musical experience at all. He's probably just Robbie's mate from down the pub back in Stoke. <laughs> it's a it's abysmal. Like it is just maybe the worst. Is it no? Is it, it the would, worst song I've ever heard? It's it's, it's bottom five. For it's me. up there. Or down it would there. be bad enough, but then you get the bucket of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'd failed to talk about so far. But then you get the bucket of shit. It's almost too perfectly bad to be bad. Like it is... There's rare moments in culture when so much crap comes together Mm -hmm. to make something so beautifully awful. I almost don't want to say it's that because it is just so funny. But I think objectively... It has to be. There's no question. Yeah, it has to be. There's no question. Should I... Please bring the gavel down. Okay. One of my favourite episodes, one of the worst songs of all time. It is the... Was it a bonus track? Was it the... No, the it was closer? just the end track, yeah. The end track, and possibly probably should have been the end of Robbie Williams' career. Worst song of 2021, the Wilton Award goes to... Dickhead! Dickhead! It's another big one next. Best episode. Which instance of us hanging out, chatting shit for two hours did we enjoy the most? Last year, very deservedly went to our episode on on Wagner. Which was a real So many good memories. (laughs) But who is going to join the the, the, the coveted hall of best episodes? And I believe we have four nominees for this one as well. Uh, Although I would say all the episodes were good this year. I mean, I I never don't enjoy myself doing these. But Nathan... Which four have made it to the top? So, yes, this is um, basically a big ego trip for us, talking about our best <laughs> entire episode. Is it entire awards ceremony is a big ego trip for us? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got four nominees. I think we had four last year as well. I don't I'm trying to remember. 
Um, but yeah, first of all, we just, I think mean, most of these we've already talked about, but we, uh, we talked about IOU, um, and this, uh, this is Victoria Beckham, uh, our episode on her only studio album. This is us talking about how obsessed she was with specifics, and in particular, the decidedly unsexy time Actually, of a quarter to nine. On, okay. There is an ongoing theme where Victoria is obsessed with the time and specificity <laughs> on this album. I have, so, I have a note about this in the next song. <laughs> so the phone rings at a quarter to nine. It's hardly like the sexiest of times, is it? The phone rings at about quarter to nine. <laughs> And what quarter to nine is that? Is that like school beginning time or is that uh, just the least sexy time of the evening? Yeah, the, <laughs> the phone rang halfway through, eggheads. <laughs> Our impression of that now is not worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nominee two, uh, the man who just won the award previously, <laughs> Robbie Williams. The man who's episode. been award for every, been nominated for every award so far. Yeah, one, oh, he's not on the next one. But, um, yes, uh, this is our episode, the first one of 2021. Uh, this is uh, our episode on Rudebox, and this is us discussing that title track. Where do we even begin? <laughs> like, literally, where do we begin? <laughs> This is, it's a hell of a way to kick things off. I'll give it that. <laughs> That's about all I can give it. I'm going to start off by asking you what you think a rude box is. Oh, for God. It's, oh. <laughs> it's not anything. It, it's, <laughs> what is it? Because we go from doing the rude box to shaking the rude box to going to the root yes box. you go to the root box so is it a, is it what's what is it is it a dance is it is it a fanny what the hell is it like, is it a location yeah is it you know one two three root box avenue like what the fuck is going on well i've, I've got some definitions from our friends at urban dictionary oh, if no. you're interested oh. um so the first one's quite uh it's 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 all right for Urban Dictionary. A very blunt person that voices their opinion when one dresses or acts like a skank. You can get out the door. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before that came back up. Going to February, I think now. Oh my God, over a year ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jeez. Um, yes, it was a film episode. Uh, it is one of the worst reviewed films critically of all time. And we agreed. Um <laughs> This is our episode on Movie 43, and do enjoy the corporate marketing meeting to discuss the new Apple invention, the iBabe. He talks about uh, this highly powerful fan that was inserted <laughs> into the iBabe's quote-unquote vagiport, uh, which has caused a number of younger customers to lose fe- fingers and penises as a result. Richard Gere doesn't seem to understand why people are having sex with his high fidelity music player. <laughs> uh, I quite like the naivety of his character. I think he plays it very well. Like He fully believes that people only see this as a music player, despite the fact that it looks like a naked woman. Uh, shockingly, shockingly, Richard Gere turned up and gave one of the best performances <laughs> in this film. Kate Bosworth then interferes and tries to persuade Richard Gere to put a warning sticker on the box, but Richard counters with other MP3 players don't come with warnings not to have sex with them, which is a fair point. Richard then goes over to the research team to ask if their research threw anything up like this. One of them shrugs, revealing that he only has one hand. I did laugh did he, at this. Did he fist it? <laughs> 
That's an he artificial fist- insemination level. Of- <laughs> he fisted the iPod sex doll. And option four, bringing you to uh, the end of the year. Uh, John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John. It was a very sweet episode. It was a very funny episode. Um, this is the episode for this Christmas. And our discussion on a batshit, classic bad thing song, I think you might like it. Worse than the lyrics. <laughs> the only song with a music video on this album. I could have done a better job than this with my football edits at work. Um... I want you to do a rundown of the plot of this video. There isn't one. Well, there is. It's so so so. John is flying his plane um, with a terrible beard. <laughs> John's goatee. <laughs> it's not even a goatee. It's like six hairs on the bottom of his chin. Um, he's flying his plane, which of course he he can actually do. Um, Liv is driving the car that I put here, not the car from Greece because it is very clearly meant to be, but it isn't. Um, she's got a load of presents in the car, so there is no room for John. Looking like my mum going to my sister's delivering <laughs> all the kids' presents. She's also driving at about five miles an hour, it looks like. <laughs> just taking in the views. Yeah, she's just sort of pootling along. Good memories. Very good memories. Oh, God, I'm getting emotional. Oh, God, where's the tissues? We have actually got tissues on standby, but that's because I have a chest infection, not because we're going to cry. Let's start with, I think, I guess start at the beginning of the year. Rude box back when we were, I mean, uh, three of the four here we did remotely. Yeah. Uh, just the one in person. What stands out to you from Rude box? Title track. Mm-hmm. Um, what else stands out? I mean, it's sort of the stuff we've already discussed. The 80s and the <laughs> 90s were unbelievable. <laughs> it was a real classic bad what, thing. What album. was his week? Oh, it was a lot of the days were him fingering someone. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was he got dumped at the end of the week. I knew that much. Um, and then the 90s, which I actually quite liked. Yeah. And you were just in shock. <laughs> I, I liked it It so was much. better than the 80s. Oh, much better. Yeah, the yeah. 80s was abysmal. First episode in which we did our star ratings as well. So quite a significant episode in Bad Things. And just the uh, range of the music available mm. as well. I mean, remember the actor? Oh, or yeah. um, the Pet Shop Boys on that song. They... They were on. Well, there was We're the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> they were on. I can't, they were on something else. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. The act is the ones. The act was the one with Mansfield. <laughs> it wasn't made of sex. <laughs> made of men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's a, yeah. It's a classic bad things album. I would say, like you said, the rain. There was some good stuff on there as well, which we'll talk about later. And the history as well of Robbie Williams was good fun because he was mad. <laughs> So, lots, you know, lots of good stuff that I do agree, and I think we handled it quite well. Like, yes, it, it was another. We had to be very careful, especially with "Good Doctor" that song, mm. um, which is where the infamous boots, <laughs> the infamous boots quote, quote. came from. <laughs> um, so, Rootbox is up there. Whether it's more that material just sort of opened up everything for mm. us, or whether we, but that, I think that's it part well. of it. Though. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, movie forty three. For me, not very fond memories because I had to watch it yeah. twice. Um, it was funny, though. It was good to sort of talk through it, but I was quite tired by the end of the episode. Easy structure as well with the short yeah, stories. Yeah, it was. But I, I'm thinking about it now. I can't think of any really memorable things that we would have said. <laughs> I remember enjoying it. Like in, I can't think of any quotes or 
anything that sort of stood the well, test of time. Well, we're going to get to an anecdote that you said in that episode, oh, that, which was incredible. That was there wasn't really much to do with the film, though, was it? That was no. Why did we did we bring that up because of Beazle? No, it, it, we'll talk about it when we get right, there because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Gerard Butler got put in a bin. Oh, And that's right, yeah. why we, we've got it up there. Um, I think I'm going to rule movie 43 out. Okay. I don't know how you sound on that. That's that's fine. Victoria Beckham, again, another classic Bad Things album. Yeah. Um, had a great segment in it, which we'll come to, which I enjoyed mm-hmm. a lot. Um, talk about the Spice Girls as well. I think we do be- we do well when we have people with big histories. Yeah. We, we had your Brian Epstein impression of the Spice <laughs> oh Girls advert. Oh my god, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, that's, yeah, good shout. Um, and the music was, as we sort of decided that it wasn't really a bad thing, but there was enough funny stuff in there, like, as you said, quarters nine. So um, funny. But yeah, like, four of the songs have made my yeah. my playlist. And one's going to be up for best song later tonight yeah. in the show. And then this Christmas... Which we did in person. Yeah. It was the end of a pretty horrible year. We just got together and talked about nice Christmas music and one of the funniest songs slash music videos of all time. I think we know where we're heading. Do you, what do you think? Because it's between it's two. It's this Christmas or Rudebox, yeah. What do you... I, 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 the, the happier side of me says this Christmas. Mm. Um, I thought that to start with too, but talking about it has made yeah. me really... Really quite nostalgic for Rudebox. <laughs> I'm glad I have heard that album now as well because it's. It, I now once I'd heard, I'd never heard of it before we did it, and now, you know, when you hear a song and then you just hear it everywhere. Yeah, it's like that for Rudebox. I see it everywhere. Oh, online. okay. I see people writing articles about it, and I, I, I feel involved. Mm-hmm. People actually saying it's good, and I'm like, mm-hmm. have they quoted us yet? <laughs> no, oh. no, unfortunately not. I'm swayed towards Rudebox. I'm happy with either. So okay. let's go for the Drug Adult 2006 <laughs> album. Which won over a nice Christmas album for charity, <laughs> lest we forget. That's how we do things here. Rude Box wins best episode. Well done, Robbie. Well done, us. Well done, us. Exactly. We did the best episode the first month of the year. <laughs> yeah, all down. <laughs> we went to shit after that. As soon as Great. the world opened up again. <laughs> Who it. cares? Why you so nasty? Now we love a segment on bad things. Sound the klaxon, it's the best segment award. Can we do the noise we always do? That was so cow. The award for best noise goes to. Wagner also won this one last year with our look back on the Facebook years. Now, who will join the dizzying heights of Boner Jizzy Pants and Sing When You're Fishing? All-time great moments. Let's find out. First up, it's me talking about the matrimony of the century from our Victoria Beckham episode. It's a segment entitled The now, Beckham's the venue Wedding. of this wedding was, and I'm going to make a total pig's ear of this, La Tressel... Latrelston Town Castle, I think. Latrelston Town. Uh, it's a big. It's a 15th century castle on the outs- outskirts of Dublin uh, that once played host to Queen Victoria in the 19th century. So that's what we're dealing with here. Now, I did some reviews into this castle. It holds basically a perfect score on TripAdvisor. There's, <laughs> there are no one-star reviews, but there are two two-star reviews. Would you like to hear one of them? 
<laughs> is it is it uh, her brother Christian or <laughs> her dad? What's her dad's name? Anthony. That's it. There was yeah. no room for the Royce. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is one of the reviews. <clears throat> I wanted to say thank you and everyone at Latrellston for executing a perfect event last week. Everything was exactly as it was planned, including the sunshine. Two stars. <laughs> that's just that's just finger trouble. Yeah, I don't right. know what's happened there uh, with with Yvonne who left that review, but uh, everything was perfect. Two stars. There we go. <laughs> More me now as I recount the film history of a certain famous ship in the Titanic. In 1943, uh, there was another film called Titanic, 50 years before James Cameron did it. Do you want to know who uh, was instrumental in this film getting off the ground? Was it Ed Wood? (laughs) No, you couldn't get any further from it. Joseph Goebbels. Oh, wow. As as you famously said, the best one. No. Uh, he released a film called Titanic as a piece of Nazi propaganda. Mm. The film features a fictional German officer as the hero and frames British and American capitalist greed as the reason why the Titanic sank. The film was actually banned in Germany by Goebbels, who believed that the German people had lost their appetite for films about mass death and destruction as a result of regular bombing raids. Or in so, fact, the actions of their own. Uh, well, government. yeah, let's yeah, let's. Uh, I was about to say let's let's not go into that as if we're going to offend the Nazis. <laughs> yes. Maybe not. Nathan Packham proves he does in fact like cock rock after all. From our episode on Hot Space, this is five Queen songs Nathan actually likes. What is part of Nathan's here? Uh, a beautiful musing on nostalgia and loyalty to dying media. Although radio survived, I guess. Great synth worker over this as well. Uh, looks like a Roland fest from what I read about the song when I read up on it. Roland synthesizers all over the place. Made all the more powerful by the sight of 70,000 plus people clapping along to the refrain at Live Aid. Now that is a dictatorship done correctly. <laughs> I was really not expecting that at all. You were having a go at them for being, being poppy. And this is one of their most poppy. Oh, but the oh, it's just the performance is insane. I'm not. I, I mean, it's a good song. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not a good song. I, d- I just would not expect that to be your number one. That's. Can uh, you not get behind the? I can. And to finish up, two segments from our episode on Michael. The first being some bittersweet MJ memories. One day, when I was probably about eight or nine, I was going through my parents' CD collection, and as is the case with most parents, we had a copy of Thriller on CD. So I decided, because I was bored, I was going to choreograph a dance routine to Thriller in my bedroom to then perform to my parents... At the end of the day. And I did it. And you're still straight. (laughs) I think so. In upper school, I entered the school talent show with my Michael Jackson dance routine. I know this one. There is, to this day, a poster in my childhood bedroom for said talent show, because it got put on at the local town hall, with me on the poster in a trilby hat doing my Michael Jackson dance (laughs) from about 2013, 2012... So I'd have been 15. So, yeah, my, uh, Michael Jackson has been intertwined with my life quite a bit. And the second was an episode-long running feature that was way closer than it had any right to be. Michael or not Michael. I'm playing a game um, related to this uh, authenticity row. And Yay. I have a bit of paper here. Oh, wow. That I'm going to be filling in. It's interactive. Throughout the... Uh, nobody's going to be able to see it, but oh well. <laughs> 
I'm going to be filling in throughout the uh, the show. It's a game of Michael or not Michael. <laughs> that is what it says playing. on the paper. It does say that on in, the paper. In good, you know, I'm going to say about size 18, uh, Calibri. Yeah, yeah. Calibri I just font. did it very, very cheap. Yeah. Didn't even, kept the, kept the blue line down the middle, didn't bother making that black. It's a very faint blue line down um, the middle. <laughs> So, Jacob, along with our traditional, well, since the start of this year, our rating system, I will also be okay. asking you at the end of each song whether this song is Michael or not Michael. Can we get a theme for Michael or not Michael? <laughs> we should play the Parkinson theme. Not When we say Michael or not Michael, we don't mean Parkinson or not Parkinson. No, we, mean, we mean MJ or MJ. Yeah. Right. There's nothing inauthentic about our parking. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you want to start with the Beckham's wedding? Um, we may end with the Beckham's oh, wedding. Oh, really? So. Okay. Okay. I mean, lots of research from me, yes. I will say. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a It was a blast. It just looked the most insane, gaudy. The purple. The purple suits. The purple. Cutting into the cake with an actual sword. The thrones. It the was... uh, economic boost yes. that was provided. <laughs> the like 500 jobs it created. You successfully guessing who his best man was. Yeah. An all-time great moment there. Uh, Titanic on film. Again, lots of research. Really let me indulge my geeky film side there. Any chance I have to call you a Nazi <laughs> is great. I'm, I'd like to point out that that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> every day. Just every day I get labelled a Nazi. Um, yeah, the, the, like the Nazi bit was quite funny. I think that was a very educational segment. I don't know how entertaining it was, <laughs> um, but you know, we, we're not just not just here to make you laugh. We're here to make you think as well. Five Queen songs you actually liked. What was the thought? Because obviously you included it in the script. Why it did, happened. Why? Uh... Why was? Why did you feel? You had to share this information with the world. I have no idea. Was it an ego <laughs> trip? I don't know. Because I, I wanted your opinions on what I picked, I mm. think. They were all... Um, they were the, the, the number one, which I believe was... It was Radio Gaga. Was men... I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> I can't believe that's your favourite. I enjoyed to hear it talking about... Was it Seaside Rendezvous? Yeah, I think that was an honourable mention. I, I still love Rendezvous. having a chat about Seaside Rendezvous. Can we have a... Romantic. Uh, Hammer to Fall came up with you doing the impression. Do you want to do it now? Thank you for turning away from the microphone. <laughs> what else was that? I think num- I remember number four. Oh, number four was Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy. Yeah, and the uh, what are we missing? Um, Somebody Love. Oh yeah, that's a five star song. As I said on the podcast, um, good fun. I think it dispelled the myth that you hate rock. That isn't Led Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix. And I like Queen even more now because I love the Freddie Mercury solo mm. album that I listened to Mr. recently. Mr. Bad Guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, a good personal growth segment there. Don't know if it's actually award worthy. <laughs> it wasn't very entertaining. <laughs> uh... So Michael Jackson then. Bittersweet MJ memories again. Not really very fun, fun to listen to. Very... But the cliff I chose for this was fun. What was it? What were we it, talking it's about? It's your history with the Thriller Dance. Oh, yeah. Well, that made up a large part of who I was in middle yeah. school. So it, it felt quite cathartic, actually, mm-hmm. to talk about all that stuff. Because I don't usually talk about Michael Jackson because he is the devil himself, allegedly. And I think we decided you can still listen, but you need to remember. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm still not sure. <laughs> when was the last time? Good Yesterday. <laughs> no, I was singing They Don't Really Care About Us to myself earlier uh, on my walk to the chemist. Today? Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't hear it though. Um, 
and then Michael or not Michael, which was really fun. Just yeah, hilarious. And and he only won thirteen <laughs> seven in the end. There have there have been smaller football scores, and yeah, like I think it, it, I mean, I'm more impressed that we didn't forget to do it for any of the songs. Yes, no, yeah. Us, we did. We well, did you say all. that I forgot, and you reminded me three times. <laughs> So for me, I think it's either the Beckham's wedding or Michael or not Michael. It's the Beckham's wedding. You want to go Beckham's it's wedding? It's so the Beckham's Why wedding. Why is that? What's your reason? Well, because you researched it so well. It was a mental thing that happened. Like the trip advisor thing you did was hilarious. The purple, the jobs, Gary Neville, Ireland, all of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay. It feels like a bit like a massive pat on the back to me, but I'll take it. I wonder if you patted your back with the gavel if it would make any Should noise. Should we try? Oh, any kind luck? Of. No, but my sh- that's untrapped a nerve. Oh, oh, good. I'm going to do the table. It's the Beckham's So I had the joys of discussing the worst song of the year, so naturally Mr. Music Nathan Packham will be taking us Mr. through... Mr. Music, can't play no. <laughs> You're going to be taking us through the best song of 2021. Now last year, the winner was a banger, Sweetheart by Rebecca Black, who we're seeing in concert. <laughs> I don't think we've mentioned it on the yeah, podcast yeah. yet. We're going to see her. She's had to do an extra date as wow. well. Yeah. Because of excess demand. Yeah. It's all the fans coming to see us. Obviously, the Bad Things universe. So that would be fun and annoying with all the drunk people. Um... <laughs> Nathan, who's in the running to join Rebecca in, the, in the, the, the hall of Best Song winners? So Rebecca sort of won last year because uh, we felt sorry for her. Uh, but also, the song was great. I will it say was that. a good and a good video as well. Um, oh, bloody hell, he's here again. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> this is a great song, originally by Lewis Taylor. Lewis Taylor update, everyone. <laughs> You've all been waiting You've for it. You've all been waiting for it. Now, Over a year. I can now confirm that John Deacon is the only man to have successfully <laughs> retired from the music industry. And seeing pictures of him lately, there ain't no success going on there. No. Was it Lewis Deacon? Yeah, not a plumber. No, he, but he, is... he just left the music industry. <laughs> and came, um, but he's back now. He is coming back with an album. Oh, wow. It's been delayed, so make, make of that what you Because he had to change someone's boiler, that's why. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't calling you registered. No. He had to get, it, to get registered again. Uh, this is a Lewis Taylor song, wonderfully interpreted by Robbie Williams and Mark Ronson, Love Light. <laughs> Robbie had nothing to do with writing this track, which explains why the lyrics aren't horrendous. <laughs> They are more than horrendous. This is some sultry longing. This is great. Yeah. Like, the original version of Love Like, to me, is a four and a half to five star oh, song. Bloody hell. This version gets seriously Mark Ronsonized. Um, <laughs> so we've got a bit more maximal production going on here. There's a pretty nice horn arrangement going on, which is so kind of Quincy Jones. Bit of a bigger feel than the, uh, what I guess you would call the actual Love Like feel of the original um song um i just i just think this is a, an incredible composition it's a really good pop track and um i like that there is now a verb for mark ronsonized <laughs> yeah, i just can't I, I love that. that it's been ronson the hilarity of victoria beckham continues the opening song of her debut album no what abs- oh is it not? not the opening song wasn't it it's the second track oh god what was first 
don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was somewhere in the running is that, order. Has that really thrown you? Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm frantically googling, but carry on. Um, this is not such an innocent I girl. Like not such an innocent girl. I think it's probably about as good as we're going to get with this album. I've put her singing voice isn't the strongest. Mel C, she ain't. <laughs> But Hot Ham, <laughs> this song is great. I really, oh, this song is great. Really enjoyed this. I because you talk about this. I think in the build up to this, you were talking about how much you enjoyed this song, and I was uh, always a bit uh, curious to see what you what you think is good. And uh, I put this <laughs> on and uh, was very pleasantly surprised. I thought it was an absolutely banging pop song. Uh, I thought it was very Britney Spears-esque. I don't know if you got that at all. I had down uh, Whitney Houston's My Love Is Your Love album and Janet Jackson's The Velvet Rope were the two (laughs) things that I related this to. Okay, very, very different um, inspirations, but yeah, fair (laughs) enough, The Velvet Rope. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was absolutely brilliant as a pop song. Really, really fun. This is when it turns out it is the first song. Oh, it was the first song. Are you? Oh, maybe out of my, out of your mind, confused you. No, I I, did. No, I was just an idiot. I know, I was just an idiot. (laughs) So kind. (laughs) Did you get confused with my heart's got a mind of its own? (laughs) It's the second song on the album. (laughs) Please, please carry. Oh, sorry, I just go back through the track list. You remember Girlfriend? Yeah, Girlfriend. That's the one I nearly danced to in Morrison. (laughs) 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 anyway track three oh this is good um the opening song it was the this one is the opening song staying power by queen let me show it to you oh yes (laughs) starting off the album with a funk rock banger um i'm not really sure if this is about anything beyond being in a strong relationship uh, but the subject matter is verging on irrelevant uh, with the power of the horn section and Freddie's vocals. Fucking love this song. <laughs> I've also noted down the horn section. I think the bass line is great. The sort of synthy bass line. Uh, I agree. The, the content is not much beyond literally we got stay in power. Um, <laughs> but there's some really nice turns of phrase in this. Uh, I've picked out... I've got a fire down below. I'm just a regular dynamo. It's quite a nice sort of... <laughs> if you do have a fire down below, please do consult your, your doctor or gynecologist. Um, is, is, but... that your, uh, is that your gigolo profile? <laughs> uh, regular dynamo, Jacob uh, Simmons. My, my, my stage name is Regular Dynamo. R-E, Jilla Dynamo. Track for the only song worth fucking anything on... Um, oh, oh, he's... I'm, t- I'm tilting my head. Are you doing wanna... Stevie Wonder there? I was doing a bit of a Stevie Wonder. Let me uh, say that. <laughs> I keep it in. Uh, one of the best music videos of all time as well. Um, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Any lines you want to talk about before I do another anecdote? I have no line. I think this is a great song. Like, it's, it's much less raunchy than the rest of this album. Like, there's very few reference, overt references to sex. We um, we had to well you say that um, okay. we had to use Mr Muscle the other day on our plug uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> Where's this? Um, and just so you know, uh, LMFAO are running through these hoes like Drano. Ah, oh, um, I didn't. Okay. Other 
other, <laughs> what would you call it, drain, drain cleaners drain cleaning, are, ava- yeah. are available. I'm full, uh, it's kind of hard to find a rhyme for Mr. Muscle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hustle. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Anything for a hustle with Mr. Muscle. Um... <laughs> the success of this song cannot be overstated, no. I think. Uh, again, I want to guess how many streams on Spotify. I've been back on the desktop. Uh, is it in the billion again? Uh, no. 389 oh. million. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Get off YouTube, put some headphones in and listen to some actual, like... It is their most streamed song by over 100 million streams. That's good. Um, So the public get it right sometimes. They just need to get off YouTube. And finally, Jacob basically jizzed over this song. Um, Are you going to do it or should I? You go. Ha! Uh, Option five. Uh, is Monster posthumously released by quote unquote Michael Jackson? <laughs> sort of muted delivery of a sort of um, what's that song? Blood on the Dance Floor style sort of. <sighs> that song. That's a great tune. People, yeah. like, I feel like people don't people know about shit that, on that song. song a lot. Oh, it's wonderful. Great, we're brilliant, uh, and I get big, um, big Blood on the Dance Floor vibes. It's very the creepy overtones, the sort of the the, the very aggressive beat. Um, I love this song. I think this is terrific. Wow! I wasn't yeah. expecting that this kind is of bold bri- I think this is brilliant. Um, um, what I've... else have I written down? The 50 Cent verse is peak pop rap, but it <laughs> works, and there's mad trap percussion to accompany yeah. it. You know, it just skips. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Shame that... it's not Michael. <laughs> we have had some bangers this year. It's been good, yeah. Best song's bangers. been good this year. Fine. Is that because we're running out of bad things? Surely not after two years. Come on, it's because you just want to talk about pop stars. Yeah, I do just want to talk about their pop albums stars. Only get, they get like 58, and you think that's, that's bad, when actually... <laughs> I don't include films unless they're like under 40 a lot of the time. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm having a swig there. I was having a swig of the water, sorry. Um... Yeah, mon- okay, we'll talk about the song that you, as you say, definitely put it, I jizzed over. Yeah. Monster, Michael Jackson. Just great. Great song. I know not your favourite. Yeah, from... it's going to be a hard sell for me. Okay, not your favourite from that album. I didn't even mind the 50 Cent verse. And and I think he was the right way up. I don't think he was upside down when he did this. <laughs> it's just the most relevant he's been in ages. Um, just a great, really harked back to like a lot of classic MJ for me, which is embarrassing because it turns out it might not have been him that did it. And I, I still listen. I, I mean, yeah, when I do break the MJ, oh, I can actually listen to this one because it's not him. Yeah, it's not yes! him. It's fine. You know, it's only his estate that you know oh, continues to buttress. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's um... true. Uh, you've made me sad now. Um, and okay, yeah, Monster MJ is, is a great song. Another song I listen to regularly. Uh, that I discovered through the podcast, yeah. Staying Power. So good. It made my end of year Spotify big playlist. <laughs> like the, what, the most listened the to songs. The top 50 of the year. Yeah, yeah, or however many it is. Um, it is a great song. I do stand by my, so you. my three and a half star rating. It is um, so you. It's just great, isn't yeah. it? And um, obviously we can't talk about it without talking about the legendary Milton Keynes Bowl performance oh my god <laughs> it's basically it on like double speed i had a mental moment listening back where there was me going crazy on the podcast then i was going crazy about me going crazy on the podcast about the song it was all a bit weird oh but yeah it was all a big loop nathanception um party rock anthem a classic from my childhood i think in here for the video more than the song it does it it's not like it's good don't get me wrong but yeah. i I think maybe it's because I'd heard it before. It doesn't stick out as much for me. 
it was the other four which I did discover through this podcast. I think I'm, I would rule that one out. Mm-hmm. And I would also rule out Love Light. Yeah. Because I... I mean, you loved it. Yeah. It was... I thought it was good. The original is better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is, that's the thing as well. It's a cover. Yeah. And how... how I, I don't really feel I mean, Mark Ronson went a bit too maximalist on it. It's like, <laughs> oh, where's those horns coming from? <laughs> that's come from the side of my ear I didn't know existed. That's, that's it. Yeah. Left, right, and the Ronson channel. And Wait. this is the... Um, that, that's when we quoted... Was the, when we quoted the verb Ronsoning. Yes, yeah. To Ronson it's been Ronson up. It's been thoroughly Ronson. Ronson, Ronson does what it says yes. on the tape, I don't know. <laughs> on, the, on the DAW. Uh, I think I would rule that out, though, because it is a cover. It's not original. Um, it's a good song, but it doesn't stick out to me. Not Such an Innocent Girl. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Great pop song, but I don't think it stacks up to the other two for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Green, I think it was just nice to know that she had actually got at least one good song to her name. And also, Out of Your Mind might be a better song. Uh, but yeah. it was a side song. So but Sweetheart was a side song. Oh, it kind you? of was. Well, we didn't review an album, did we? But it was mm. Anyway, I don't think Out of Your Mind ranks up with the two. Okay, yeah, no, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not entering oh, it okay. now. So it's lo- it's cashing in its money in the yeah. bank. It's <laughs> running down. So staying, so between me, it's Staying Power and MJ. Yeah. If that... So Staying Power wanna, wins. Do you want to go to bat for any of the others? <laughs> no. <laughs> is, I mean, is yeah. That what you, did you want Staying Power, though? Um, it's... I'm trying to think of the ranking here for me. If we're going <laughs> off Monsters the... Monsters last, I'm Okay, sorry. that's fine. Staying Power, Love Light, Not Such an Innocent Girl, Party Rock Anthem, Monster, and You're Not Big on Love Light. So no. I think we compromise both ways and we give it to Staying Power. Let's do it. There we go. The song did have Staying Power indeed. Did you hear the last call, baby, you and me got Staying Come to a, a very interesting part of the show now, the part where literally anything can happen. It's the mystery categories, the two ones that we've gone away and thought of ourselves without telling the other person. I love that I randomised these and they still came up together. <laughs> of course. So last year, for me, um, I think the... Oh no, that's what I did last year. It was Beefy's Balloons Award for the Tangent of the Year, a sponsored award when we talked about Ian Botham's penis on the side of the balloon. <laughs> I did think about bringing the Beefy's Balloons Award back yes, for this year, yeah. but I've decided to do something else. I've decided to break the fourth wall a little bit. Okay, here, yeah. Talk about some of the stuff we do off mic. Oh, God. This is the Bad Things Moment That Became Part of My Daily Life Award, <laughs> or the In-Joke Award. <laughs> Celebrating bad things related quotes and moments that have lived well beyond their natural life cycle beyond the podcast, and have entered the real world. Excellent. I've got it's th- different from my award, so that's Okay, great. that's good. That's what I was worried about. I've got three nominations, and one of them we have already talked about. It came up just the other night when we did stay up until 8.45. Every time... <laughs> we, stayed, we stayed up later than 8.45. <laughs> Every time anything is something 45, Nathan and I will always go to... Phone rings at a quarter to nine... And in that, and, and as we said earlier, the, the voice just becomes more and more warped and less and less Victoria Beckham <laughs> until it's just sounds. 
The second nomination is my girlfriend getting the bit in Breaking News where MJ goes, everybody's talking about Michael Jackson. Stuck in her head. And it got subsequently stuck in my head. Oh. And now every time I think about Michael Jackson, I go, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> And a real deep cut here, a moment that didn't even make it to the podcast, didn't even happen while we were recording. Yeah. It happened while we were setting up for the first episode we did here. Yeah. In our new studio. It got it was me getting very angry with a pop shield. <laughs> and I started shouting at it. And now every time something goes wrong, Nathan and I pretend to be me yelling at the pop shield, going, Fuck off! I'd love to hear your metal voice. <laughs> that was it. Um, I mean, for me, it's fuck off. I'm happy to give it to fuck off. I think it's, it's become such a part of my daily life. And I it's... mean, I, you know, I don't want to shit on Cloudier, you know? I mean, I yeah, don't... that's fine. That is fine, you know. I, I enjoy sharing... She listens... I enjoy her. She, no, I enjoy sharing the podcast with her because she does listen to every episode. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, darling. Thank you for putting up with this bollocks <laughs> for so long. Um, but I think uh, Fuck Off is just so funny. And it, it, it kills me a little bit every time I got Sweaty Simmons so trying to set up the mic. <laughs> I was so cross. Because the pop shield just wouldn't go on. And I have such a terrible temper when things don't go work my way. To be fair, there was a context because we tried to record the month before and it hadn't worked. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah I mean, it's... I, 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 I just, yeah. My, my, te- my temper with things, especially inanimate objects, is so bad. And I would like to immortalise it. I just wanted to get the moment on mic, basically. Mm-hmm. It is such a great moment. Um, can I bring down the gavel and can fuck off? Can indeed bring down the gavel. There we go. Me losing my temper at a pop shield. <laughs> so, Nathan, it's your mystery category next. Remind us of what you did last year. And I'm not just saying this to blow my oh, own trumpet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, last year, I celebrated your editorial uh, prowess. Thank you. And presented, um, yes, your best editorial moments. Thank what you. exactly did I call that category? I think I it was remember. Jacob's best edit. Ja- Jacob's best called. edit. And did we give it to the one we did? The yeah. drop in the Limp Biscuit song, which I am very proud of. And, uh, yeah, what a great tune that is It as was... Well. Don't look. Okay, I'm not looking. I'm okay. not looking. I'm not looking. It was... Oh, God, yeah. Some of your edits are so good. Thank you. They make me go, ha! Fuck off. This year's category um, also includes something you have got yourself involved in quite recently. Um, <laughs> what is this? Because you're incredibly bored at work. Oh. Uh, can we say that? <laughs> I think we could say okay. that. Um, so, I've done a little description... Um, it says, Jacob and I are obsessed with impossibly old celebrities. <laughs> and, yes. and Jacob even now has a spreadsheet tracking his love of them and whether they are still alive. <laughs> so here's a category celebrating the old people featured on this podcast this year. Yes. Um, side note, some of these people are dead. Okay. <laughs> but they were old when we talked yes, about them. Yes, yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm, I mean, old person on the podcast has fast become my favourite time of the week. So <laughs> what do we... Th- I'm so excited. I'm... Five nominees. Yes. Some of them more niche than others. Okay. <laughs> it was a little bit of a struggle, but I've eventually got enough people. Um, first of all up, someone who's definitely not obscure, both on the podcast and in the world, Mr. Barry Gordy, mm. the Motown founder with familial links to LMFAO, and we'll have a quick listen now to what we have to say about Barry. related to... <laughs> Let's go with that. 
Barry Gordy Jr., the guy that founded Motown, who is still alive. I know you're obsessed with old celebrities. I am obsessed with old celebrities. So yeah, Red Foo is a direct linear descendant of Barry Gordy Jr., one of the most important people in pop music history. What the? What? Let's get this out of the way, Ellie. None of the talent followed over. No, it did not. It's but like, hopefully less ruthlessness. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe a bit more ruthlessness might have been. It might, yeah. Might have helped. Well, we'll get to the, actually, we'll yeah. get to the things about um, women. So I saw, I saw that in the in on his wiki, and I was blown away. How did how did this happen to the the grandkid of Barry <laughs> Gordy Junior? That is the most insane thing. That is just mental. Um, if you wanted to know what the bad sign of, side of uh, nepotism was, you, you have it right here. Barry Gordy is on my big spreadsheet of what number people. is he? Can I, shall I get it up? <laughs> are the, are the, what are the spreadsheet of old people? Is it ranked or? It's in terms of age. Oh, it's in terms so of age. So okay. it's basically any old person over ninety. I've put in this spreadsheet. I've got thirty-five now. Um, Barry Gordy is, I think he's 92 turning 93 this year. We saw a video of him recently. Looks incredible. Unbelievable. So (laughs) lucid, so with it. He was at... The Kennedy. Was he getting a Kennedy honour? I can't remember. I think he was at someone else's Kennedy honour. I can't remember. I can't think who it would be. Um, Barry Gordy Jr. is 17th on the list. Sandwiched between Bernard Cribbins and Buzz Aldrin. I I was going to ask you if Cribbins was on there, actually. Cribbins was the latest edition, Uh because I forgot that he... He's 93. It's insane. Did you get to him because of the go outside woman? Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, this, yes, this is I exactly did. my... Uh, Come yeah. outside. Come Lin- outside. Linda Come Baron. outside. Go outside. Go outside. <laughs> In the meantime. Oh anyway. God. <laughs> What's happening? The George Michael song, no, Outside. I don't know that one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, R.I.P. Linda Barron, uh, who was 82 and did not make the list and therefore I don't care about her. Options two and three, both from Titanic, The Legend Goes On, impossibly old actors. First of all, Edmund Purdom, <laughs> who played Jeremy McFlannel. Most ridiculous reference I found for the cast members. Edmund Purdom yes. as Jeremy McFlannel yes. was in a film about the Titanic in 1953 and yes. returns here. <laughs> he was. Uh, this guy was actually a really interesting guy. He was known as the replacement star in Hollywood after oh, okay. filling in for roles abandoned by the likes of Marlon Brando and Mario Lanza. So this guy was knocking, you know, bumping elbows with some of the greats in the world of Hollywood. Uh, and yes, he plays a character called Jeremy McFlannel, who is barely in this film. He's dead, right? Yes. He's very Joe dead. Who else is dead? <laughs> who else is dead? Gisela Matthews, oh, yeah. who played Gertrude from the Titanic, The Legend Goes On. Uh, I mean, Gertrude, uh, we've got Gisela Matthews, who is probably the most well-versed of the cast she was in the three musketeers in a film called tea with mussolini mm-hmm. she died a year or maybe three years depending on when it actually came out <laughs> after this film came out and she was born in 1919 wow yeah. only seven years after the titanic sank yeah so that's probably one of her childhood fairy tale <laughs> i don't know the legend of the titanic <laughs> that's got to be gisella surely sorry gisella <laughs> giselle like you know the name Isn't giselle gisella is it Gisella? Is it, is it, Bo- it Bona Jizzy Pants? <laughs> G- no more Jizz. 
And the last two are big hitters, they're not as obscure. Um, option four, the matriarch of the Jackson family, <laughs> Catherine Jackson. My name is Nathan Packham, and I'm once again joined by the Joseph to my Catherine Jackson. It's Monsieur Jacob Simmons. A generic Rebbie Jackie Tito, Jermaine Latour, Marlon Randy, a Janet generic Jackson family salutation to you. Salutations, hello. You've made me the... the megalomaniac monster patriarch <laughs> of this podcast which is about right thank you very much for that uh and of course you are my, my doting ever loving still alive still alive wife, wife. yeah exactly is she still going no i think she's dead right i think she's still oh here we yeah, go it's, it's immediately out. a google but please continue i while think I, uh, uh, catherine or kate as joseph used to call oh really her, oh okay is, is it catherine around? with a k it is yes catherine jackson here we go this is the content they've come for Strong audio already. Still alive. Hey. Born in 1930. Hey. So she's 91. 91. Woo. Old person of the podcast. <laughs> old person of the podcast. Not as old as Barry Gordy. Is though. she on your list? I was just, have to I'm add just her. looking her up. Is she over 90? Yes. Well, then, yeah, she'll have to go on the list. Let me she'll see. She'll be like, I think she's only about 91. 91. Um, oh, no, sorry. I, no, not, not Lady Catherine Hannah Charlotte Elliot Jackson. Uh, second wife of knight diplomat Sir George Jackson, who died in 1891. <laughs> I can't. Is it Catherine with a K? Or it Catherine? is Catherine with a K. Ah, that'll be why it came up wrong. Yeah, born in 1930. 91, there you go. Where does she go on the list? I think she's... Mm, no. She's younger than Mikhail Gorbachev. But older than Clint Eastwood. Okay. So I think she's 24th out of 35 on my list, just under my girlfriend's grandmother, <laughs> who is 91. Shout out to Margaret if she's listening. Margaret! Margaret! Wow, Catherine Jackson. Forgot about her. And then someone I'm assuming is on your old person list from the final episode of the year, oh, the yes. ultimate crooner who joined Liv and John on this Christmas, Tony Bennett. Speaking of grannies... It's another old person on this one. I mean, one. there's old, and then there's old. <laughs> this guy has got to be one of the oldest people just ever. Uh, it's fucking Tony Bennett. <laughs> old person of the podcast alert. Here he is. Still alive at 95 years old. And I just want to send my best wishes to Tony, who's recently retired because he is battling, unsurprisingly, at the age of 95, I believe he's battling either Alzheimer's or dementia. It's one of the two. Um, He put an album out this year. With Gaga. Beautiful moment where she took him off stage for the final time. Um, I'm going to cry. I know. Oh, Guinness um, World Record holder is the oldest person to ever record music at the age of 95. Oh, really? Excellent. Yeah, um, fucking mad. He's 86 in this song. <laughs> I mean, he is just an absolute legend. I've never yeah. heard a bad word said about Tony Bennett. I did like John and Tony duetting on We'll Have Lots of Fun with Mr. Snowman. <laughs> My favourite bit is when they go, until the other kiddies knock him down. And Tony goes in on the word kiddies. At the age of 86. Until the other kiddies <laughs> knock him down. He's fucking going for it. Tony Bennett makes the top ten. Oh, He's wow. He's ninth on my list above June Brown. He's 95. He's turning Who's the top ten, just really quickly? So number ten is June Brown, who's Doc Cotton in EastEnders. Nine is Tony Bennett. Eight is Mel Brooks. Seven is David Attenborough. Six is The Queen. 
Five is Dick Van Dyke. Four is Angela Lansbury. <laughs> three is Jimmy Carter. Two is Bob Barker, the American game show host. And one is Dr. Henry Kissinger, who Just is... Just because you don't like all of these people. No, Rupert Murdoch's on the list and I hate him. But um, <laughs> it's people I know, basically, are on the list. And there is now 36 because of Catherine Jackson, so thank you. Um, wow. I can't believe my old people's spreadsheet <laughs> yeah. is now canon. That's amazing. <laughs> And wow, I mean, I know who I want to win. Yeah. The nicest man in the world, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, okay. You've got to give it to Tony. He's the oldest. It's Tony or Berry, and Catherine, Catherine would be in with a shout, but I've heard she does have some dodgy opinions, so... I also just uh, care less about Catherine Jackson than I do about Tony Bennett. So did Joe. So- oh! <laughs> Oh, I don't know why, why is that I'm Sorry, replace Tony Bennett with any woman available. <laughs> any human available. <laughs> no, don't they be human, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Joe was a straight man. Well, I mean, any human that didn't make him money. Um, I mean, Tony, Tony Bennett is so nice. And the moment when, when Lady Gaga comes on stage and he recognises her, yeah. is, so cool, is so cute, and yeah. I'm welling up thinking about <laughs> it because it's really sweet. I think it's Tony. May I accompany you off the stage, Mr. Oh. Bennett? I'm going to cry. Until the other kitties <laughs> Still performing in his 90s. Um, you can make a case for Barry. No. Okay. <laughs> definitely more ruthless than Tony. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely made more people unhappy yeah. than Tony. Here we go. Well deserved. Tony Bennett is old person of the year. Is that what we call it? That's what we can call it. In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's a circus clown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Until we have the kiddies knocking down so it's time for our first new award. Although it's not really a new award, it's the an old award. New award. <laughs> it's an old award with a new name. It was Best Quote last year, and that was won by me, staying Stay Home, Stay Lives, Robin Thicke. It's now Best Anecdote, which is some of the funniest stories we've told on the podcast this year. And we've got some really good ones this year. I'm very... I don't know what's going to win this. I think this is going to be a tough one to discuss. This is a tough category. Yeah. So let's get right into it with me telling a sordid tale of dead pet removal in our Movie 43 review. There's a very brief fight. The men kill the leprechauns very easily and then throw them in the bin in a plastic <laughs> bag. Uh, which reminds me... <laughs> this reminds me of the time that um, when I was with my first girlfriend, she told me that... When one of her cats died, her dad threw it in the bin. <laughs> he put it in the oh, black bin. That is a story. <laughs> oh, so horrible. That poor cat. So the, um, the cat went into landfill. Yeah, the cat went oh in the my bin. Yeah, the cat went in the bin. What's what's more environmentally da- da- what's more environmentally damaging the uh, the effects of landfill or the effects of decomposition? What's more mentally damaging for the poor bin men? After like, oh, what's that? Ah! <laughs> oh my god! What would have happened in the oh? In the size that that's better than any story in this film. That, I, I can't believe you never told me that. That oh, is I never told amazing. See you <laughs> C for the Wilson Awards 2021, Jake. Next, we have Nathan Packham talking about another old person 
uh, a mad old woman he met on a train. <laughs> this is from uh, this Christmas episode. I was, funnily enough, coming back home from a Christmas break, oh. and I'm sitting next to this bloody mad old woman. Oh, okay. She's bonkers. Let's get out of the way early. A bit racist as well <laughs> throughout the throughout the journey. And we got talking about her, what her husband used to do. And she said, oh, I used to live in L.A. for a long time. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, what did he do? And she said, oh, he worked in the recording industry. You won't have heard of any of these people, wow. but he he um, he knew the likes of Stanley Clark and Chick Corea. Oh, and wow. I was like, uh, yeah, I definitely know these people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's kind of my thing a wow. little bit. But I was like, you lived in LA. There, I can't confirm there are African Americans in LA. <laughs> <laughs> right? Your husband literally worked with African Americans. Yeah. And some of the things you've said on this train journey are fucking atrocious. And finally, two anecdotes now from Sorry from par- Sorry for Party Rocking, I should say. This first one involving another legendary man, Nathan's dad. Who's only 67. Who's only so he calls me over. And if, if, dad, if dad calls you over, it's a, it's a big musical event. It's like, okay, this is going to have a good hook. Okay. Like, it's happened with Pitbull before as well. <laughs> so he calls me over. There's this song. It's got about 25,000 views. Wow. And he's like... No way. We watched the video. Obviously the video is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. there's no doubt. I mean, you yeah. know, of all the shit we're going to talk about, what a video. He goes, this is going to be huge. No way. Yeah. Your dad to... discovered <laughs> he broke Party Rock Anthem. Just to confirm, this video now has 2 billion views yep. on YouTube. That is... Wow. Big oh, up. Big, big up, up Davey P. That is... His lord, his lordship. That's amazing. How did he find it? I don't know. Is he just down I, a YouTube I bet if we went back in time, it had like a million views and I embellished it. But I'm pretty sure it was like 25 This was This years. happened last week. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be huge. big. This is going to be and huge. And the second one involving Nathan's A-level drama performance. I was doing AS-level theatre studies. <laughs> really? Yes. Did know. you not do I did theatre studies? No, I didn't. Oh, did, yeah. oh, wow. Got a B. Um... <laughs> enough um yeah sorry that sounded really snobby uh <laughs> and we were doing a play called the pillow man okay um and so, uh, looking back this is awful but i was playing a a mentally impaired character <laughs> oh no hashtag cancel nathan Parker. yeah cancel me um <laughs> and there was this point where i had to do like this pretend that I was essentially like killing someone. Oh my god! And I, it, the, it, the line was like butcher, butcher, butcher. Okay. And I got a message from the guy I was doing this play with. Yeah. And he was like, "Did you get like the intonation for that from Party Rock Anthem?" <laughs> and I listened back, and what is the word? What is the butcher, butcher, yeah, butcher, yeah, butcher, yeah. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. No. And it sounded exactly like the way I had, I had done. <laughs> That's how long, going an how anecdote long have you been end. sitting on that anecdote? That um, well, I've totally forgot about it till I've re-listened to the don't song. Don't get to bust script. that one out very often. Yeah, no, I don't. It's I mean, very... well done on that guy for spotting it. Yeah. I mean, that is an impressive ear. Shout out to Josh Hart, he's definitely not listening. <laughs> he now he now is you know the head of the head of music scouting at Sony. <laughs> right, four anecdotes. Best category. In the show. <laughs> the, the, the the dead cat, the mad racist woman, your dad discovering LMFAO, and you going butcher butcher butcher. <laughs> Where do you... I don't know where to start. Um, we need to talk about them all again. And they're all anecdotes that I don't think the other one of us had heard. No. 
which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the dead pet one, I buried that memory. Like, I... Buried? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'd thrown that memory in the bin. <laughs> I That memory, I, I don't know where, because it came from, uh, there was a scene, I think, in movie 43, it's the leprechaun short, when they kill the leprechaun and they put it in the bin, and it just triggered this memory of mm-hmm. my... I don't think I think it even triggered it while I was watching. I think it literally just came up while we were talking about it. The mad woman on the train. How did wow. that, how you kept that one to yourself for so I, many years? Once again, that was one that sort of floats in and out, and we, it never quite matched up that we'd made. You know, I would mm. have brought that up because it came about because of Chick Career. It came about because of Chick Career. She knew me. Chick Career. Um, <laughs> she knew a lot of African Americans <laughs> oh, as well. No, despite uh, her very choice words. Um, yeah, one of those times you have to pinch yourself to know whether you're awake um, because it doesn't make any sense. It's, it sounds like one of those moments that you just you think is it has to end, but it just keeps going. And it, the trains were delayed oh, and delayed. Yeah, no yeah. escape. Like, do you just think halfway through? Do I try and go to the toilet and ditch her? Do I get there was no a room stop? to move? Oh god! I mean, a legendary moment. Like, what were your thoughts immediately after that happening? I was happy that it was on record. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, oh, after the that actual happened, moment. Happened. I just got on the tube and I was like, "Thank fuck, that's over." <laughs> It was relief. It was relief, yeah. Uh, your dad discovering LMFAO party rock anthem. Obviously amazing. One of the peak Dave Packham anecdotes. <laughs> also the time he dressed up as Miss England on our <laughs> holiday. Again, not one I know. Yeah. Yeah, your dad is a, is a, a fiendish consumer of music. Yes. Um, doesn't surprise me that he was this tuned into the zeitgeist. <laughs> I don't know what hard drive count he's on now, but yeah, it's pretty insane. <laughs> What level of Toshiba he's got stored in the shed or something. Um, and then the A-level drama one. Very niche, Very is niche. all I will say. What was the play? Uh, the Pillow Man. The p- <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Where, yeah, I was suffocated by a pillow. Oh, and you had were. to play dead. Were you the eponymous Pillow Man? I don't know who is actually the Pillow Man. Maybe we're all the Pillow Man. Yeah. Wow. So I only read the scene. I don't think I read the whole play. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, got killed. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I genuinely don't know where to start with this. I... What's jumping out at you? It's between two for me. I think I know one of them. The dead cat. The dead cat is the most I've ever laughed in this podcast. <laughs> it totally came out of nowhere. You tried to just, you know, very be very mundane about it. And I'm like, well, stop there. And then oh, it's chick dear. career woman. Push it, push it. I'm going to rule that out. Okay. It's too niche, I think. Yeah. It's the pillow man is not. <laughs> not a lot of people are going to know what that is. <laughs> if you do know what it is, fair play. Um, and your dad discovering it, I mean, first of all, you don't really know how ahead of the curve he was because yeah. you can't remember. I've made up a figure. No, I haven't made it up a figure. It could have been 500,000. It could have been 50 million. It could have been anywhere in between. The, I don't know. The pet removal, I think the pet removal one is less impressive to me, but that's because I already knew it. Yeah. The chick career woman. <laughs> What's more immoral? Putting a... Cat in the lab or being, being a an racist. open racist. Surely being a horrible <laughs> racist is worse. The the dead cat one is so like pe- like people meet crazy people all the time. Yeah, but people don't put cats in bins. Yeah, is what I will say. Haven't to that you just one. justified it to yourself? What putting cats in bins? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? 
Do you want to go? You, yeah, give it to Dead Cat. Yeah. Should we, in memorial of the horrible treatment of that cat? Absolutely, yeah. Well, read, I can't remember the cat's name, but I mean, you know, there's ten a penny racists. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't get any people. That's that, true. That's like, very true. Care so little for the thing they vote, they put in the bin. A black bag in the bin. Okay, let's do it. It's my ex-girlfriend's dad putting a dead cat in the bin. What's new, pussycat? Pussycat, pussycat, I've got flowers and lots of hours to spend with you. Now, we don't have a best character award on this show. We do have a worst character. Big shoes to fill again, as last year's winner was the abominable Fletch, a.k.a. James Corden, from Lesbian Vampire Killers. Tough act to follow, Nathan, but this year, who's up to the task? Well, uh, we've already talked about him. Uh Option one. Um, Because we've already talked about him, the clip we've got available for this is me simply calling him a piece of shit. Beazle. Beazle is a piece of shit. Okay. (laughs) Option two. uh, We need to make a plural of this one because it's everyone in Sausage Party. And here they are uh, for the final uh, final scene, all having an orgy. There's another bit where uh, Barry... Meets up with the squashed bun from yep. earlier in the film, and they get together, which kind of implies that people with disabilities can only get with other people with disabilities. People with chodes can only. <laughs> <laughs> that that registered disability of having a chode. Oh no! <laughs> this whole thing goes on for about five minutes, I'd say. Yeah. It's very extended. Uh, it ruins the Isley Brothers' It's Your Thing for me, because that's the soundtrack. Uh, what a banger. I've never listened to that again. I can't tell you. <laughs> I really can't. Uh, yeah, the orgy <laughs> needs to be seen to be believed, folks. Like, it's almost a feat in just how it, graphic they managed to get. Option three actually may be more suited for wrongen of the year, but we'd already decided he was going to go into this category. This is Gaston from Titanic The Legend Goes On being an absolute creep. What I have from Gaston here is, what a divine figure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's looking at the uh, the singer. Molly, the yeah. singer, who we'll get to. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the name. Okay. <laughs> Gaston is taken by a young woman named Molly, who looks a lot like Angelica, but this never plays into anything. He pearls on her for a bit, which Molly responds to by smiling at him and seductively dropping her dress strap. Is this film because the dress strap comes fully down? Right, yeah. Like, on you, you see more cleavage than you should for a children's film. Are we back to boobs on bad things? <laughs> we never left boobs. We never left boobs. We never leave boobs. Mate, I don't know what the Italian uh, sort of film rating system is, but clearly this was fine. <laughs> smart and it's more smart. Italian children. Uh, Molly has some Dalmatians who are exact rip-offs of Pongo and Perdita from 101 Dalmatians. Like, exact rip-offs. They look exactly the same. Uh, they're not pleased with Gaston and growl at him. Dalmatians can smell a boner from a mile away. Figure. <laughs> Figure. And option four, once again, could have been a wrong one, but he's not real. Well, Tom Cruise is real, but this person <laughs> isn't. This is Stacy Jacks uh, from uh, Rock of Ages. Is he? No, we have. We've got more Rock of Ages coming up. And yeah, this is him just assaulting people and being an absolute. Sherry creep. goes to Stacy and says, "Your music really helped me when my hamster died." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nathan, how does how does Stacy Jacks respond to this? Uh, are we getting to the part where he assaults her? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, he just grabs her boobs. Yep. He grabs her on the tear, and rather than pull away, she just becomes more and more interested in him. Yeah. Yeah, he sniffs her as well. Oh. Sweet cherry pie. And then he leaves. Great. Um, By the way, not the last time he's going to do that to a woman in this film. No. Well, there you go. Uh, Tom Cruise, a Frenchman, an animated cat, <laughs> and a bunch of anthropomorphic food. There we go. What a what a what a year it's been. <laughs> what a year it's been. Um, we'll say Beazle to the end because we sort of already talked about him. Yeah. Stacy Jacks. He did assault a woman, multiple women. Yeah. Which is bad. Shouldn't do he that. He had his weird jungle room with the racist with the yeah, racist the man in a loincloth. Yeah, Amazonian dude. <laughs> he had a monkey. Monkey had a gun. Um, I don't know if he's the worst. Is he? I don't even know if he's the worst character in Rock of Ages. Mm, fair point. Because there was there's Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand. Um, oh God, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, or Fall <laughs> yeah. from Grace. Um, Pretty pretty turgid film, that one. Pretty awful array of characters what, there. Uh, in my bottom three on Letterboxd, oh, I think, ever. Jesus, yeah. wow. Half, and Sausage Party. Half a star, yeah, yeah same. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's, let's do Sausage Party. Very, just, yeah, impossible to choose. I mean, who stands out as a bad character to me? The racist Native American? Yeah. The, the racist Arab character? Gum. Gum, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Um, James Franco's drug addict character. The um, who was the showed? Yes, yeah, Michael Sarah. Who was good? Who's a good character? None who of them. Who did I enjoy watching? No one. Yeah, yeah, genuinely none of them. Uh, oh, douche, douche, boss, douche. Boss. Oh God. <laughs> he. I think if was he's the, the man worst. who took bath salts, the best character. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Um, and Gaston, I mean, barely, I mean, it's hard to call them characters. (laughs) They weren't written. They weren't, like, convincing as people. I mean, he was, what was it? He's such a divine figure. That one line is enough for him to be nominated. (laughs) Yeah, who else was, I mean, they were all bad in Titanic. What was it, the the granny who was just like, I can't help you, I'm going inside now, it's cold. (laughs) Was it the granny who gave her a dress? Yes. That definitely wasn't going to fit her. That somehow happened to be exactly the same shape as her. I mean, William, the bloody, you know, absolutely nothing between the ears. Just, hello. (laughs) The two series talking to each other. What was that line she did that was like, you look... I I bet you look ravishing in those. That was was William. Ravishing. (laughs) It's not like Nigel Thornberry. I mean, we know who's going to win this, though, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. We didn't give him wrong end of the year because we were saving him for this one. He is just thoroughly unpleasant, just unlikable, serves no... Per- I think it's a worse that you think the film is done and then he That's comes That's exactly in. what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. The fact that it's right at the end of the film and he sodomises himself <laughs> with a hairbrush. What a horrible... Imagine being an animator and thinking, I'm going to work on Disney, I'm going to yeah. work on Pixar. I'm going to work for Nitrogen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you end up drawing a cat sodomising itself with a hairbrush. Bring it down! Beazle, piece of shit and worst character of 2021.
time for a nice one. Yes. It's the ultimate nice one. It is, I also think, our penultimate award. It is. We've rattled through this, and I'm looking at 1.11 on the record time, although we'll think probably of be, the clips. It's going to be about 4.10 when we get to the actual thing. And, yeah, sometimes on this show it's not just about the bad things. Sometimes we find stuff we actually like. And this year, I'd say that was more often than not. I think we had a pretty good run of stuff There's only three year. nominees. Very true. Uh, let's celebrate with the Catchiest Named Award on this show, the Bad Thing That Wasn't a Bad Thing Award. Last year, handed out to Grease 2, which is impressive because that film has Maxwell Caulfield in it. This year, good stuff going on. We had to be very strict. We have only nominated three. Let's find out what they are. Nominee number one. It's the Queen album that everyone in the 80s hated, but we, in 2021, sort of liked. It's Hot Space. There's a line that I highlighted where he goes, I got a case of body language. <laughs> I've got this written down. Is it a disease? <laughs> What? And I've written, how does one get this diagnosed? <laughs> okay. You've been, go- been going to the doctors quite a lot, Nathan, for your various ailments. Can you imagine if they just turned to you and said, Mr. Packham, I'm, I'm very sorry, but we, we have to tell you, you have a case of body language. <laughs> I, they, they, that's probably like nearer a diagnosis than anything I've ever received from various, my, my various ailments. Please uh, let this know the next time you're at the physio. Just say, is there any chance this could be body language? <laughs> I mean, it could literally be the way I sit at my desk. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and then the doctor uh, picks up his bass and he's like, do, 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 do. The Oberheim next to the running machine in the hospital gym. John Deacon turns up oh, with his Tesco bags. The first time he's been out in public in 15 years. Nominee two from Beyond the Grave and possibly from Beyond an Impersonator, Michael Jackson's, in inverted commas, first posthumous album simply entitled Michael. So Mike Jackson added in like the phony girl lyrics. He talks about a girl being a phony. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's from Tahiti. Um, <laughs> did you pick out any lyrics here? Or I don't think I did. I think mm. I fell down a massive rabbit hole when I found out this was a cover. Mm-hmm. And um, Again, but I think um, I really enjoy the uh, saxophone. <laughs> I think that is great. The sax solo. <laughs> Sax solo dates it very nicely to the 80s as well. Um, another song about fame, which is very interesting. Again, is it at this well, point? I mean, it's basically a con- yeah, we could make a concept album out of all the fame stuff. This speaks to Jackson's genius as a musician. He basically turned this song that the lyrics that Chris Mosdell had written were about um, a future technological era, a dystopia. <laughs> oh, really? And Jackson turned it into a romantic, tortured song. Wow. Uh, about a funny girl! A funny girl! And an album full of soppy Christmas classics that made Nathan cry. It's our Christmas special review. John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, et al. with this Christmas. When it really gets going, I think it's around 2.15. This sort of reminds me of a sappier Quincy Jones 80s production. I've put It Transforms into an R&B slow jam. way to go out of a thoroughly enjoyable th- uh, 45 minutes mm-hmm. uh, even um, though the kids came back 
Oh yeah, that's fine. Well, no, but it was the it was more Olivia and John kind of being. Was mm. it not adult singing? No, it was, it was the, the it was the children's okay. choir, wasn't it? They were back before double maths. <laughs> before we got to get back here yeah, and a bit of time before double maths. Um, I think they could have. Yeah, surely they could have done with some bagpipes here. I think that was oh, a really no, missed that, opportunity. No, I'm, I'm happy oh. they went with a Quincy oh. Jones organ rather than bagpipes. All music. All music, yeah, because you're great at choosing the bad films, but... <laughs> we haven't had a good film this year, have we? No. I don't think we have. No. No. Nowhere near. <laughs> good album. I mean, um, let's, let's, I think, honorary mention just about to Victoria Beckham. Yeah. Not that I'd ever listen to it again. <laughs> and, but, but you the... can't put something in that has I.O.U. on it. <laughs> no, very true. I.O.U. I.O.U. And Michael Parkinson just, oh, God, it's tough. <laughs> Stop there, love. Stop it now. Stop that. Right. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, chronologically? Yeah. So that'd be Hot Space. Hot um, Space. Great a... stuff. When did we do Hot Space? Jul- June? July? Did it take us to June to get to something we actually liked? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. In terms of highest concentration of good songs, Hot Space, I think, wins. Yeah. Staying Basically power. the entire first side. Staying power, dancer, um, body language, body language. <laughs> Look at me, <laughs> I got a case body language. Uh, Michael, not as bad as it really should have been, considering it's a posthumous album. I think Monster's great. I mean, other tracks on there, uh, behind the mask. I know you're a big fan yeah. of. Um, Can't make it another day. Yeah, that's another good one. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Hold My Hand wasn't bad. Ooh. Yeah, it's fine. Um, what else was on there? Uh, much Too Soon, the ending track. Please, can you do your slightly camped impression of Much Too Soon again? This the vo- you've got to sort of weave the voice in and out. It's a curse, then it comes back and comes again. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't I just I was very impressed with Michael I really really enjoyed it um, I think was it no you gave Hot Space a slightly higher score than yes Michael, I did yeah um, we didn't talk about action this day from Hot oh, Space yeah. as well <laughs> and uh, an album that I think I rather unfairly gave a 45 to which I you do think is you gave it a 40 initially should I give it a 40 yeah. <laughs> I think I've upped it now on Album of the Year. I think it's at a 50 now. Right. Um, I mean, the only reason we like it is because it's schmaltzy. I genuinely, like, but there was, uh, sorry, I've said it a million times about this. Like, there were Christmas songs on there I had never heard of, and they mm. gave enough of a shit to find those. <laughs> True. I mean, in they, I will never, never be not grateful for them introducing me to This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Yeah, good. might be my favourite Christmas song. Hey. Um... What else was on there that you'd never heard before? Was it the, what was the Barbara Streisand one? I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Chris, Christmas waltz. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Christmas waltz. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, I think you might like it. Was on there, which is just not good, but it was funny. I don't think we can give it to this Christmas. I'm. So, I don't think it stacks up to the yeah. other two. I mean, lovely. Like if there was an really award for lovely. wholesomeness, didn't make me cry as much as Jack Frost, but did did bring a tear to <laughs> yeah, the well, eye. There wasn't a child grieving his dead father in this I'll Christmas. Be home oh, for I won't be home. 
There wasn't also Landslide by Fleetwood <laughs> Mac, the ultimate tearjerker. Oh my god. <laughs> it's me doing a hot space. So what is it? Queen or MJ? Two. Oh, it's Hot Space. You're going to do Hot Space? Are you happy with that? I am happy okay. with that. I think I enjoyed Hot Space less than Michael, but you know what? There's enough bangers on there. I think I'll, I'll let you... You just look so happy. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to Hot... I'll give Thank it to you. And the gavel will come down, and I can't believe neither of us have said it like this. It's going to come down on Hot Space! Look at me I got a kiss about a language Look at me, I got a kiss about a language. Look at me, I got a kiss about a language. Look at Nathan, me. finally. Wait. It has arrived. <laughs> it's not a segment, it's the reason we're all here. The Ultimate Bollocks Award for Ultimate Bollocks. The Nobel Prize of NAF, the Oscar of Ostentatious, the biggest and best, or is that worst, of the Wilson Awards. This year's winner, again, has a very tough act to follow. Last year, the winner is legitimately one of the worst films I've ever seen. Maybe the worst, or what, well, we'll see. Lesbian Vampire Killers. Trash. (laughs) The Vagine. Yeah, the Big Gay Werewolf, uh, all the rest. And which of these five options will join it? Well, we'll have to find out. Nathan Packham, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> Stop it. Um, sorry. Uh... <laughs> that was a Paul McCartney reference. Option one is Movie 43. And if you'd forgotten, if you'd already listened to the episode, Hugh Jackman and his balls his, were in this. His balls. Uh, so we'll just uh, recall that short story his now. His balls. Nathan, take <laughs> us through the catch. So the catch, Kate Winslet appears, is my first note, Um, and she sees Hugh Jackman on the cover of Gotham magazine. Why is it, why is it Gotham? Because Batman comes up later as well. Are we meant to believe they're sort of in the same universe? I don't, what? No restaurant in Gotham is this well put together. The whole point of Gotham is that it's like some sort of dystopia. Yeah, exactly. What? Also, the idea of Wolverine being in in Gotham is uh, very, very strange as well. So, yeah, it turns out she's going on a date with him. I don't know what the character names are, so they'll be Kate and Hugh. I have written written them as their actor names for every single scene. (laughs) So Um, don't worry. They start flirting about scarves in the restaurant. Um, Hugh takes his scarf off and reveals some testicles (gasps) on his throat. And to be fair to them... It is an amazing visual. I I thought this looked great. I have also put uh, kudos to the fake testicles. Option two, um, such a bad film, Rock of Ages and the gay relationship that had zero context. So essentially they are apparently a couple. There is no context to this. This, apart from them staring at each other in a former number, there is no build-up to this. There is no attempt to normalise their relationship. There is no attempt to show tact. Uh, there is simply shots of them uh, on a Ferris wheel or uh, doing crazy golf. Fuck this. Can I call it homophobic or, or is everything else in this film treated so badly that you can't really do that? This is the most egregious thing for me because it's this meant to be this big love song between the two after the one hint we had 
previously at the end of I Love Rock and Roll, and it's played for laughs. A, the only gay relationship in this film is played for laughs, and that's not okay. I wasn't expecting a gay relationship, but after this I came out not wanting. <laughs> this This in a different context would be a very interesting <laughs> quote. Uh, <laughs> option three, uh, Sausage Party. Uh, and this is a funny clip I found of us attempting <laughs> to describe anthropomorphic so food. The boobs are above the vagina, right? So they've at least got that correct. I, I, I think I've been told that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard rumor. Oh, Sailor Simmons standing to attention. <laughs> you started it. Sorry. Um, so uh, they they have eyes either side of their bun opening. <laughs> Don't say slit. And that's, <laughs> that's the word I was thinking. Uh... I said opening, let me off. Yep, your chasm. Um, <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Um, and then they've got tits, and then they no, well, they've got bumps, but they're obviously tits. And then they they have a vagina, which are also lips, but not vaginal lips like normal lips. The lips also they don't open like up and down; they open side to side when they talk. The eyes are like either side, so every time they yes. open their mouth, their eyes move apart from each other. It's horrid. It's it's one of the most disturbing designs of anything, <laughs> in, unintentional or otherwise. They also have arms, which <laughs> was weird. The, the food all have arms and legs. And the sausages are wearing these, like, Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> they are. Look, that's someone's bag somewhere, okay? Really? I mean, this whole film is someone's bag, but it ain't mine. Option four, um, none of the Berry Gordy genius rubbing off on Red Foo and Sky Blue on Sorry for Party Rocking, and particular, the madness of the title track. I feel ill yeah. every time I hear this song. Is it the vocoder? Is what, it the, the... Um, the sort of, what do you even call it? The, the hook, the melody, the... <laughs> I have put in my notes it sounds like someone being sick <laughs> I put uh, the song actually makes you feel ill it sounds like an electronic interpretation of someone taking a Covid PCR test <laughs> <laughs> it does <laughs> it's a very, it's, that is a very good comparison they apologise for partying but make absolutely no effort <laughs> to turn any of the music down or stop <laughs> it's like our neighbours downstairs <laughs> I had a lyric that reminded me of you from New oh, Year's Eve 2019. Jesus. Okay, the much fabled evening. And if you're blacked out with your sack out. Oh, it might just to point out, my sack was not out at any point. <laughs> Actually, the only sack was the sick bag, to be fair. <laughs> and the final option um, oh, this fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> the film that made me question language. <laughs> Titanic, the legend goes on. Um, and if you did need to know more about the gastrointestinal system, this mouse would so be able to help you. quarters of the animals. I put the, the, it's like the cargo hold. The lower deck, yeah, wherever yeah, yeah. it is. Um, a dog saves some mice from a cat. Yes. And then... This Hang is on. not... Yeah. Have you got the line? Yes, this, oh, this is, is the line. Oh, this is the line, okay. This is the line. If it hadn't been for you, I would be now in someone else's digestion. This isn't language. This is not <laughs> the English language. I had to pause the film when I saw that. Did you just cry? Oh, you I, lost That was it. it. Yeah. I was gone. First of all, I thought he said I would be in someone else's digestive. Right, Like yeah. the biscuit. They just forgot the word track. <laughs> yes, or any any word that makes sense. <laughs> This is some bad dubbing here, folks. This is some bad... And it's said so quickly that it just adds to the like, comic <laughs> it value of it. Honestly, so funny. 
I had to, like I had to stop. This was it, and we're we're about ten minutes in. <laughs> it, it cracked you me go. Up. Really the bad this year. The worst year. of the worst. Really bad. I'm just trying to work out. We had three for best of, five for worst. We're missing two: Rude Box and Victoria Beckham. Yes. Just firmly in the middle. <laughs> just <laughs> very middle, very Crystal Palace. To use a football analogy, and um, one album. I think we'll start there. Sorry for party rocking. Uh, I was on your album of the year the other day, yeah. actually. It is towards the bottom end. It is towards the is bottom. Is it the lowest pop album review? Ever? From me, really? I think it's up there. Right. Or down there, yeah. I should say. So it's all the Beatles stuff, and then... Well, it's, and George Harrison's weird... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zambian music one. Actually, maybe I'll find it. Hang on. Electronic Sound. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Is that one of the ones he did while he was still in the Beatles? Yes, oh, yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's Is it Wonderwall music? Wonderwall is the music. first one. Yeah. Not to be confused with. Oh, no. That's <laughs> now in the end of your playlist for next year. Oh, bloody hell. Right. Oh, can I promote that afterwards? Oh, yeah. Well? <laughs> yeah we'll do that. We'll make a note. Um, yeah. What, so, yeah. What, what stands out to you as being particularly shit on. Uh, sorry for party rocking. We've talked about shots. We've talked about take it to the hole. Hot dog, which you fucking like. I did like hot dog. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Why are you having to go at personal trainers? <laughs> okay, you can shit on personal trainers. I a did. Bit. I did. I went to a gym session recently, and I did shit on them. Not Do actually. Do you want it? <laughs> Do you want it? No, I don't want it. <laughs> that is from Peep Show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I... <sighs> It was bad. Like, don't get me wrong. It was bad. Yeah. It had all the hallmarks of a classic Bad Things album. It was too long. It was far too concerned with sex and partying and booze. No substance. It was really annoying in places. And quite... <laughs> and quite misogynistic. So I won't describe what Nathan just did off mic. But... <laughs> I was trying to do a PCR test, but it looks like it was just sucking. Oh, it did look like it. Yes, that's what I thought. I didn't realise that's what you were doing. Um... Yeah, I, I it was bad. Don't get me wrong. Don't think it's in the worst of the year. Discussion. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, I don't think it's there. I will say you gave it 31. <laughs> Did I? I've given it 35. Which is your fourth lowest reviewed album of all time. Wow. After Electronic Sound by George Harrison and two John Lennon and Yoko Ono collaborations, <laughs> Unfinished Music Number Two and the Wedding Album. In case anyone was interested in Nathan's history, there. So on to the films. Uh, let's do Sausage Party. I think I was way too kind to it in okay, my rating yeah. at the start. I think I gave it like a two. Yeah. It's now a half. Because <laughs> the well, more I, I think about it... I might have given it, it one and a half. The more I think about it... My phone's over there. That's really annoying. Am I going on your bloody letterbox as well? Um, have you got letterbox on your browser? Do. No, I can do, yeah. Um, Let me see. I might knock the mic. No, please don't. Please just leave it. When I rock the mic, I rock the mic. <laughs> Please leave it. I've got it, I've got it. Nathan's gone, he's gone completely rogue. Um, It just, the more I think about it, the more I hate it. And just just so offensive, needlessly offensive to so many people. Just try, it it just was trying to be so clever and it just wasn't. I have absolutely no desire to rewatch it. And there was an orgy at the end. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, one of the worst films I've ever seen. I'm trying to I'm trying to get letterboxed up. Hang okay. on. Lean into the mic, Nath. Come on. Everyone at home, just, yeah. If you want to go grab a biscuit or something, everyone can just... I can sort by... How do I sort by lowest rate it? Here Shall we I go. get one of the grandkids to come and uh, show you how to lowest use Lowest first. There we go. <laughs> I gave Sausage Party a one and a half. Wow. I did just knock <laughs> I the I told table. you you'd knock the mic. 
Um, yeah, I think it's down and a half star for me now. It is makes my skin crawl. Hate it. Hate <laughs> it, hate it, hate it. What's it got? Like 80-something on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> also, I think I gave a half star to Movie 43 as well. I gave a one star to Movie 43. Where did the extra half I like from? the Hugh Jackman's balls. <laughs> you like Hugh Jackman's balls? I like Hugh Jackman's balls, and I liked... Um, I quite like the Dare segment with Halle Berry and Stephen oh, Merchant. Oh, God, that was racist as well. He got made up to look like an Asian man. <laughs> before that, it oh was right, fun. before the racism, it was really good. You know, I hated every second of it. No redeeming features. Mm-hmm. An insult to cinema. <laughs> I would go as to say, Kermode over there. An insult to the structure of storytelling that has been around for thousands of years, and somehow they managed to bollocks it up. Literally, uh, Rock of Ages. I didn't hate as much as you. I, I dislike is... Rock of Ages more than Movie 43. Okay. Do you... Why? Well, the homophobic thing is not good. What was, was there anything homophobic in Movie 43? Probably. <laughs> someone probably dropped a joke. <laughs> yeah, probably. I hate that kind of music. And then you pile on top of that another level of artifice on top of already distinctly inauthentic music. <laughs> and it's just... It just drove me up the wall. Okay. It just drove me out the wall. Was... The poster, the <laughs> fucking poster that looks like a fucking carnival. It was really long as well. Yeah. It was too... Two twelve or yeah, something? Yeah, too long is what yeah. it was. Um, I I think for me personally, I wouldn't say it was as bad as the other things we've discussed. Um, I do... I mean, I grew up on that music, so mm-hmm. I don't have as much of a hatred for it as you. But I understand. I mean, the homophobia is obviously an issue. The assault. (laughs) That's okay. The the sexual assault is obviously an issue. Not a film I'm in any great rush to rewatch. Never again. Ever ever watch that film? Never never again. And we're dancing around one of them. (laughs) Um, Mainly because I think I know what you're going to say. It's a film that doesn't make any sense. It's the worst film of all time. You think it's for the worst me, film currently. Of all time? Yeah. Okay. Can I can I make my case? Yeah, sure. One We have to compromise. One it was translation. Yeah. And we can't be sure how much of it was lost in translation. Yeah. Two But it was dubbing, not translation. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> it was obviously dubbed by people who didn't have sentences. They had to well. make a plot out of nothing. They weren't working with a lot yeah. of good stuff. I mean, the premise to, to do a cutesy kids movie on the Titanic is already quite bad. Secondly, and I think this is the kicker for me, it didn't offend me. Yeah. There was nothing abrasive or upsetting or mean-spirited about it. It was just bad. Like, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it failed to follow the basic construct of a film. They reused the shot four times in a row. <laughs> a mouse talked about his... Di- I would still... What was it? I would still be in his digestion. <laughs> there was racist... I mean, the racist mice were quite upsetting. That was it, really. I mean, it was Gaston. so stressful. <laughs> it's the, I, I, wasn't it? I whirled up to this Christmas and this nearly made me cry because, like, <laughs> it made me question my concept of language... 
It made me question my concept of human interaction. It made me question my concept of time because it felt like I was watching it for five hours <laughs> rather than an hour and ten minutes. I'm just thinking just all of the stuff with Angelica and William. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, that was it. Didn't she go, you look beautiful oh, or that, something? There was the event where she meets the mouse and she goes down on her hands and knees and she says, who are you? Oh, no, that's it. Sorry, yeah. Just giant eyes. Oh, God. I don't think it's as bad for me as Movie 43 and Sausage Party. I To me, it's between those two. If you give this award to Sausage Party, I'm happy to compromise. Not Movie 43. Not Movie 43. Oh, but I rated Movie 43 lower. Why no, all sense? you did, didn't you? Yeah. I have to go to Movie 43. Are you sticking to your own rate? Are you... <sighs> I have to, but I have more fond memories of movie. Well, go, for, go with your gut then, because I'll do okay. Sausage Party. Yeah, my gut is Sausage Party. I think Sausage Party. I, I mean, I loved that episode because it vindicated me in choosing it. Yes, because I think you thought I was mad, and the scores did not align. And I think a lot of the, the audience had quite fond memories of it mm-hmm. as well. But it was just awful, and and just like real slog to get through. Like even. I watched it twice. I watched it once the way through and then the second time to take notes. Yeah. First time watching it, I had to stop it a few times because it was too much. I had to... And the... Why would you try and make something funny out of the Israel-Palestine <laughs> conflict? Even I lost it. I'm out like, of... Well, I'm <laughs> out of bread. You use bread to try and explain that to people. There was a... Oh, my God. There was a bit where a douche went up someone's arse and controlled them by pulling their balls. It just, like, really compounded why I hate Seth Rogen. He is... He is the worst actor for me. Wow. Hate him. Hate everything he does. And this... This proved it for me. Tried to watch that... You know Pam and Tommy, the Disney Plus thing on Pam Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried to watch some of that. He's he in it? He's in that. That was an immediate turn-off. I'm just going to go on Letterboxd again and see if I've seen any other Seth <laughs> Rogen films. He just... I mean, this has turned into an anti-Seth Rogen rant now, but it's just... It, it's... Look, I know I'm a snowflake. I know I'm a liberal cuck, but this sort of offending for the sake of offending thing really doesn't do it for me. And I've seen four. Have you? Okay. Donnie Darko, which oh, is a five-star right. okay, film, yeah, which you can't... <laughs> You can't chalk Donnie Darko up to Seth Rogen. <laughs> the Disaster Artist, also a fun yeah, film. Again, okay. He's not really in it. No. Um, and we've got Sausage Party, and then I think Shrek the Third might be. The oh, other. okay. Oh, no, Which not. again, he's not in. It's not Shrek the Third. Toy I'd... Story. Anchorman, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't think he's in yeah, Anchorman. Yeah. Oh, we might. I don't know. Um, yeah, I hate Seth Rogen. Are you um, challenging Letterbox? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Do it. Sausage Party? Yeah, let's give it a sausage party. Yeah, is- <laughs> sausage Party. Ooh, Lindy. <laughs> this is going to feel so good. Fuck you, Sausage Party. And that's it. We did it. The awards have been handed out. The gift bags have all been stolen. The guests have gone to an after party and haven't invited us. What a year in 2021 it was for bad things. Any highlights we didn't mention? Well, I just want to mention, uh, if you do want a summation of the music that we listened to in 2021, everything available on Spotify that we either reviewed or mentioned 
is available on my Spotify account, Bad Things 2021. Give it a listen. I did a shuffle the other day and it was crazy and it was fun. Mainly Robbie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is available on my Spotify. You, interesting there. What It wasn't available on Spotify that wasn't the Titanic songs. Yeah, that's where I was going straight away. <laughs> oh, okay. The entire Sausage Party soundtrack, though, oh, available. Terrific. Um, what songs were in that? Some of Rock of Ages was not available, I'm assuming, for copyright I think there's issues. some licensing issues. Um, yeah. That's what comes oh, to no, mind. we won't get to hear Tom Cruise sing Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. What a shame. And, um, yeah, just great fun. Wonderful like, again, fun again. Yeah, just, I mean, we. I moved cities. <laughs> we now do this in your bedroom. Uh, the sound quality has suffered massively as a result, <laughs> but I don't care. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello. I mean, we, the police cars constantly go by. But yeah, just a, just really fun. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us throughout the year. Thanks to everyone who voted on the polls. Thanks to everyone who listened. And Bad Things doesn't stop there. Finally, Nathan, the next poll. Hey! After an absence of two months, I think. Um, what are we doing? And what's the theme? You know I love a themed poll, right? Um, and long-named theme polls. <laughs> it's time for middle-aged men in the 80s. Specifically, I think middle-aged men who were famous in the 60s. Yes. In the 80s. Uh, one of them is more 70s. But I guess yeah, so. 60s yeah. and 70s, yes. Okay. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. Option one. This is a very uh, white list. This is a very, very white list. <laughs> white list. Oh, sorry, that's a niche term. Anyway, don't um, <laughs> Okay. Um, option one, uh, a, a very strong second place contender in a previous poll. Um, he's back on the uh, the podcast. He is our favourite person on earth, Mr. Paul McCartney, with his album from the eighties, Press to Play. Um, it's an awfully reviewed synth fest and one of my favourite Paul solo <laughs> albums. So. I will be defending it. Should we choose Press to Play? It's a unique one, this because we've both already heard it. Yeah, and. Yeah, you love it. I'll keep my opinions to myself, but yeah, this could be... I mean, yeah, it came second in the last one, so it could be very interesting to see. But there's a lot of very big names in here, so... Yeah, I think the other main contender is probably this one. Okay. Uh, because everyone seems to love Bowie, and I don't really get it. But... I never... I also don't get Bowie. Um, happy we're going with Bowie, and we've decided it's not Bowie. <laughs> it's, it's either, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's either. Um, yeah, the album Tonight, uh, featuring producer Hugh Padgham, who also produced <laughs> Press to Play. Wow. Uh, what a time this man was having in the 80s. He was, yeah, he is the ultimate high 80s production mm. man. Um, Bowie goes full pop after the mainstream success of... Fuck off. That being Let's Dance, and yeah, it's a really badly reviewed album. I don't think I've ever heard a David Bowie album front to back. Oh, wow. Fair enough. Not... Is it what an intro? <laughs> Maybe I'll do Ziggy Stardust after to balance it out. Um, option three. I wanted to choose the first in this so-called trilogy from Bob Dylan, but it's actually from the 70s and isn't that badly reviewed, which is annoying. Uh, so this is the second in Dylan's Christian trilogy when he was a Christian for a few years. <laughs> Uh, this is the album Saved, uh, which is the worst reviewed of the trilogy. Uh, I think it's the one with the giant hand of God coming down. <laughs> no idea. Um, so, um, yeah, Bob Dylan Saved is option three. And option four, <laughs> this album has already come up previously. I just haven't put the full album on a poll. 
Clapton's version of Behind the Mask was featured on our Michael episode. Uh, this is August. Um, the album isn't actually that badly reviewed, but it does have that version of Behind <laughs> the Mask on it. And a really weird cover of Eric Clapton, like by Riverbank or some shit, looking so 80s. Oh, okay. Uh, so August by Eric Clapton. Um, if you uh, want some UKIP vibes, vote <laughs> for uh, Eric Clapton as option four. Oh, dear. Yeah, four Rock and Roll Hall of Famers there. Oh. Eric Clapton in there three times. <laughs> McCartney in there twice. Services uh, to nationalism. Services to being a knob. Wow. Lots of, yeah, I mean, going to be lots to talk about regardless. Bob Dylan's Christian face came up on the very first episode of Bad Things. Uh, Bowie, again, lots of people have very fond memories of him, as you said. Uh, Eric Clapton, I hate, so. Uh, have you ever read up on Roger Daltrey's views as well? I know he was... I know he, he loved Brexit. It's worse than that. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, you'd have to read it. I'd love oh. to know your thoughts. Okay. Uh, usually I'm objective in these polls, but let's be honest, we both want McCartney to win. I don't mind if it's McCartney or Bowie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be sad if it's not McCartney, because he came second before. Um, and he was so close to winning. So close. Yeah. It would have been so funny if we talked about McCartney. We have been dying to talk about McCartney on this podcast because we both love him. Does have a lot of shit in, in his back catalogue. Just so. to allay any fears, we're not doing a whole history of Paul McCartney <laughs> in the free history. Paul okay. McCartney was born in 1941. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the four. They'll be on um, the social media pages if I can remember how to make the poll because it's been a long time since I actually made one. I can do that, dear. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks, I love. Time off, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Put your feet up. Have a biscuit. And speaking of social media, that is where you can keep in touch with us. We're on Facebook at Bad Things the Podcast, Instagram and Twitter at Bad Things Pod. You can listen to the podcast on Acast and Apple Music. The attempt to go on Spotify was abandoned long ago. I think we might just stick to. Okay. We can chat about that. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And yeah, that's it. The Wilson Awards 2021. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for making these awards possible. And thank you, Nathan Packham for uh, being wonderful. I pray to thee. always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for buying this horrible gavel as well. <laughs> it's yours for life now. <laughs> oh, great. Can't wait to be buried with this. Right. We'll get out of here. We'll see you next time for some middle-aged men in the 80s. Until then, have a wonderful time. Stay well. Stay safe. And as always, keep bad. Ta-ta, everyone. Are you going to say anything else? <laughs> Didn't know what to say. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>